0: That's who.
2: And here we go. I should have stayed home and
3: played with myself. What do you like to do? Oh, I don't know. Play chess.
4: Screw.
5: Well, let's play chess.
4: The Indianapolis Colts select Anthony
6: Richardson. Carter Richardson gonna take off and run. He's in there!
3: Touchdown! I-N-D-Y! The first career touchdown! Here's Halliburton into the front court. Mishandled it, but gets a shot. Hits it! Hits it! John? I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey,
0: thank you for joining us this afternoon. On the road on Thursday and Friday. I'll let you in on that. Actually, I think now on the road on Sunday, too. So I have a lot to share with you, logistically speaking, about where this show is going to be. Uh, Coming up a little bit later on in this particular program, of course, we have a lot to talk about. PFF Brad Spielberger in the 4 o'clock hour. That's become an NFL conversational staple for us. We'll do that. That Graziano guy is going to be on the phone or going to be in here? Uh, The NBA, all the setup for the All-Star Week and Weekend. It is just about here, and we'll get a little insight on that coming up a little bit later on as well. I'll get to the rest of the guest list in a second. I wanted to give a shout-out. Casey Simpson. And you know, if you send me good stuff and I say it, I give you credit. Other people will, like, get it and then make it their own. I don't do that. I'll give you full credit. If you give me that thought, then I'll take it. But Casey Simpson from Ellettsville, I'll paraphrase what he tweeted to me last night after the game, or X to me last night after the game. And again, paraphrasing it, he said, I am sick and tired of having to scream and yell and get pissed about this NBA team here in Indianapolis, the Pacers once every four or five days. And you know what? He's absolutely right. And I feel the same way. Seriously, we're like one of those commercials when you have the fast car that's going from, you know, zero to 60. We go from being incredibly depressed, and I had to read them the riot act, if you remember, on Friday after that no-show, that non-existent performance at home against Golden State on Thursday, even when 42 was dropped directly on their head by Steph Curry, had to go all in on Friday. Then I come back yesterday and have to talk about them playing in New York, and it was one of those, like, going away and hiding type of performances, which with this team this season have been few and far between. So, literally, you go from... Zero to 60 and then back down to zero again. And now on a Tuesday, after last night's absolute debacle, we have to go back up and rev it back up and get to 60 again. The hammer's down. And I'm with Casey on this. I'm sick and tired of doing that. And this is what the Pacers have led us to. Let's just face it. There are a lot of things that look off about this team, and I hope that a lot of you that have suggested if there's a team in the NBA right now that needs the All-Star break, this is it. I hope that it's not longer lasting than that. It just kind of looks like offensively there's a level of discombobulation, whether or not that has an impact from losing or treading away. Buddy Heald. It depends on whatever argument you have. And that's what numbers can do. That's what games can do. That's just what us having quick thoughts can do in this world. We can make this thing sing however we want it to sing. And then sound however we want it to sound. I could sit here right now because, you know, I was pro-buddy. And I had told you how this this offense was going to struggle. It was going to have moments in which things are just not the same. I think everybody, including Chad Buchanan yesterday was on the same page with that. But I can make that sound, you were up 24 last night in Philly, their surprise win. They snapped a nine-game win streak in Cleveland last night for the Cavaliers. Without Joel Embiid, I mean, that was impressive. But you can also talk about you know, that continuation, for example, of a slump that he had after the trade in that first game. I think it may have been Atlanta in Philadelphia, a game that they lost. And those that would disagree with me on it could, could get after me about my take. So, I mean, you can make it sound however you want. But I think the one thing that is clear, and we'll have to look up the numbers. They were averaging around... 125 or less in the 124s, the high 124s. And for whatever reason, it just seems since the Pascal Siakam trade that the offense has been sputtering. Now, again, you can hand out a myriad of excuses. Halliburton being injured, just overall getting used to one another, discombobulation. Teams that you played, being on the road. I think everybody out there has handed out, you know, all these excuses. And that's fine. That's fine when you have an adequate excuse against a more than adequate team. But last night's a joke. I mean, even the Knicks, when we ripped on them after that Knicks performance, not the last one, but the game before last at the Garden, about that no-show in the fourth. Even the Knicks have Jalen Brunson. That's pretty good. Now, you look back at the Golden State game. Steph Curry's 42. You know, the trade that day could have led to said discombobulation. But last night, there was absolutely zero reason for that. And if there is any team... That, again, according to Miles Turner, I saw Dustin DePurek had this. I think Miles certainly was on with Jake and Quarry company a little bit earlier. If there was any team that needs to get in a room with itself, a locker room, and try to sort out what the hell is going on with this. are You guys want to be good? You want us to be really happy about this? Or do you want to be what this team of or this organization kind of thought you were going to be before the start of the season? What do you want to be here? How hard do you want to go with this? I know easier said than done. I know it's a long season, they're tired, and maybe it just comes down to needing a weekend's worth of rest. But you tell me it doesn't look like that. That kind of right now looks like their makeup. Inconsistency is what they are. The inconsistent Indiana Pacers, that's what they are. So, I would say this even more so than this weekend, and some of these guys having time off. I think getting these guys together and say, All right, who are we here? What are we? The team that made that incredible run in November, all the way to that in season tournament, the first ever. And lost in Vegas, are we that team? Are we that team that puts on a show offensively, gets up and down the floor, the ball beats everybody down the floor, you make the other team tired, which wasn't the, the excuse last night. They were the team that looked tired. And frankly, here in the last week plus, they've been the team consistently that has looked tired. That was their forte. And don't just take my word for it. Giannis said it twice. Twice. And the five games, the five meetings between the Pacers and the Bucks, and the four games won by the Pacers, two of those games after the game, Giannis said, you know what, I think we just ran out of gas. You have young legs getting up and down the floor. You get the ball. The ball doesn't stick. The ball is sticking everywhere right now. Ball just sticks. When they shoot last night, look up their percentage last night. I guess I could right here. It's got right in front of me. It's not like they shot a bad percentage last night. What did they shoot? 51% from the floor? 51% from the floor on the road against one of the league's crappiest of the crap water teams. Seriously. 51%. Now, obviously, 8 of 30 from 3 is horrible. And then this this the other thing you can figure out, while you're having a meeting between yourselves here, or if you want to call it that, figure out some free throws here. How about 10 of 16? You see these nerds at, uh, what is it, Barstool, all these Barstool dorks are like shooting better than that right now. (laughs) You see it in video. The guy that subbed into the IUPUI game two months ago probably shot better from free throws during whatever they're doing on the internet right now to raise money or to get money or whatever the hell. Having a... Free throw shooting-a-thon is what they're doing. 10-16 of doesn't cut it. That has fallen off, and maybe maybe that is a sign of, of tired legs and being tired. But unfortunately, you had built that as your image. You're supposed to do that to everybody else. They're not supposed to do that to you. You're not supposed to run out of gas before they do. Like all oh, the excuses last night. Well, it's a you know, new team, and you know, these guys really wanted and Grant Williams. This and <laughs> what? Some guy from Oklahoma City that's rarely had any clock is just carving you up like you're a Thanksgiving turkey. Now again, defensively, and I've said this before, defensively this team is just simply not going to get much better. And then I constantly have everybody say, well, it's the defense. It, you're right. It is the defense. But what you need to focus in on is the offense. And you're going to say, well, they shot 51% from the floor. They scored 102 points. They can't beat us. Scoring 102 points. Again, what's our line? If you don't score over 110, you ain't going to win. That is this team in a nutshell. Honestly, you look at the Hornets last night. What did they put up? 111? 111, 111-102? I mean, hell, that's a defensive extravaganza for this Pacer team. And they couldn't catch up. They scored 22 stinking points in the fourth. Think about that. In a lot of the quarters in which you started falling in love with this team this season, when they were winning games and being exciting... I mean, even when they lost, you know, I would get these dorks that would tell me all about how that was an entertaining loss, and we would kind of giggle and move about our day. But that was like half a quarter then. 22 points in the fourth? Did Charlotte just lock him down? That was an offensive, discombobulated mess. And a crap ton of missed shots. It is not the defense. I know everybody wants to go, we got to go to small ball. We got to match up. No, what you got to do is score some stinking points. That's what you got to do. Because here's the problem you have your defense is not going to get that much better. And as much as we all love him, and I do too, your all star starter, the worst at defending on the floor, oftentimes is Tyrese Halliburton. It kind of starts right there. But maybe more so than rest or anything else, these guys can get on the same page, talk it out in the locker room, and figure out a way to become more consistent or be what we all thought they were evolving into being earlier this season because let me tell you, in the past week or so, with the inconsistency and then going off a of last night, that ain't it. It's just not. And as I mentioned at the outset, Casey Simpson of Ellisville shout out because I'm I'm sick and tired of doing this too. Because then I end up getting everybody inevitably saying, well, you know, it's still not even the All-Star break yet. Aren't you being a little bit too harsh? You can't be too harsh after that. And they told you as much, or at least Miles did, having a meeting, a conference, a gathering, a get-together between themselves with no coaches around. They're telling you that's exactly – that's unacceptable last night. And they have – what what's scary about this – is their their schedule is supposed to get easier, right? But that has been the detriment to this team when they have an easy game. You look at these easy games that they've had, they've lost twice now to this team. They've lost to to really both versions of the crappiest team, one of the, in the NBA. I mean, two different versions of this crappy team. Charlotte two losses swept by Portland, a loss to Washington, a loss to the Bulls. And you might think because it's not all-star break yet that it doesn't matter, but it does matter. And when it does matter and when you finally figure it out is going to be at the end of the season when they're rocking a play-in game. And it could have been much more. So by whatever means necessary, right? Now, whether it's just getting rest this weekend, soaking up the all-star festivities around here, or having yourself a locker room conversation about who you want to be, and Tyrese Halliburton saying last night, I think we need to grow up. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes the effort and then being able to play through being tired, sometimes it is easier when you grow up from that point, I want their their legs to be young and running and doing what they do. Because really, that's their M.O. And, and that M.O. is not going to change this year. But for them, as we have talked about, when your offense starts to decrease, starts to slide, your defense isn't going to match up. And then I got to hear 19 times about, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do with small ball? Listen, if you think a big problem is Charlotte, again, with that crappy roster last night going small ball, you have much bigger issues than that. Let me tell you. But you better get things right offensively. And that starts with Halliburton, Siakam, Miles. The Buddy Heels has gone. I know Matherin has been a point of contention, and and rightly so. And I know that Rick Carlisle said this morning to the fellas that he was worried about his health. I, I didn't really know what that meant. I think Jake addressed this a little bit earlier. Did it mean that he's worried about him having some sort of lower body injury, or what the hell is this health thing? That's what I wanted. What's the health? What's the issue with the health? Here's what I saw. I saw a guy that either through injury or sickness, everything he shot last night, did you guys notice this? What did you notice out of it? What did you guys notice when Matherin, most of the time, he was taking jump shots last night, and they were not connecting. Oh, of four from the floor. And you know what? It may have been all of them. What were they? All front rim. He could not get his shot over the rim. So I think Rick is right to question that something is wrong. I'd just be curious to want to know what that is. I know he's been battling an illness and he got a knee banged or something like that. But when they traded Buddy Heald, that was the guy that everybody told me, hey, JMV, you're wrong about this. You can let Buddy go because we have to give Matherin more minutes. Yeah, You don't want to give Matherin more minutes if it's going to look like that. the Injury or not. You have to score more. It has been two games, and he's 0 for five. So, two games. If you're Doug McDermott in his return here, it is time to do the reason why you're in the NBA. Right? Is there another reason? Am I? How many? Are there a myriad of reasons why Doug McDermott is in the NBA? He's supposed to be a shooter, so shoot it, shoot it, and hit it. Again. Second game, five attempts so far, a big donut hole zero. Got to be better. You got to find ways to pick up. And again, what concerns me the most about this group and trying to pick up the pace with it and trying to gather and then move on without Buddy Heald is as I told you, and rightly so, even when he's in a slump, Buddy Heald demands respect that these other guys simply do not. And that will help shrink the playing floor for your offense. All of a sudden, you have a little bit more of a restricted movement or range of motion when you're moving around in your offense. The ball sticks and gets stuck and stays, and it simply put, doesn't look like it did earlier. And you know what? It has to. I know you're not – going to stay in the 125 range game in and game out things are going to get tougher you know as you move forward but you're hoping that your offense is able to evolve with that too right now you saw last night that thing was a brick wall and i don't care what the, i don't care what charlotte did there should be nothing that they were capable of doing that could detour what the pacers should have been doing to them on their home hardwood I know Quinn said this about 90 times last night. They're just a better team. That should never happen. They should roll that back and play it in the locker room. Quinn Buckner says they're the better team. The Charlotte team? The Charlotte team's not better than anybody in the NBA? didn't say that about five times? They shouldn't be better than anybody. That last night was embarrassing. And Casey, shout-out to you because I'm with you on this. Every other game of having this nasty diatribe start to the show, it gets tired. I'm right there with you. Uh, We can talk about that if you like at 239-1070. Butler's got a big one against Marquette later on tonight. Head out to Hinkle and enjoy that. I'm telling you, split the difference on Marquette and Creighton coming up. Really feel good about yourself if you're able at home to do a sweep. But get behind this team. This team is a grinder and is strong. And you can tell that Thad Mata, Thad Mata is coaching these dudes up right now. It's saw a lot of that Mark Jackson-esque 90s Pacers. I love The whole back down game. I hate it if you're playing against it. You get mad and you go, hey, can you just do something else? Don't back me down here or post me up or whatever. But it works. It works for two or three of the dogs. or They're going to need that against Marquette coming up later on tonight. Indiana State and Illinois State, I believe our uh, Brendan King has that on ESPN Plus tonight. Indiana State and Illinois State. Indiana State should absolutely blow the doors off of that squad. Indiana State ranked for the first time. T- don't. Don't do this to me. Don't being ranked for the first time on Monday and a lose to a bad team on Tuesday night. Don't do that. Let's separate ourselves. That that would have been what would have happened in my days in Terre Haute, although they wouldn't have won anything to begin with with Tater Tots coaching. But don't go from the excitement of being ranked for the first time since 1979 on Monday getting housed at home by illinois state that that's when that will put a stop to everything that will put you in the corner to where oh yeah i guess you do have to win like that's what here's the other thing like joe lenardi joe lenardi believes that they have to win the mo valley conference tournament and i have said that all along because i don't trust any committees Committees either aren't smart or, I mean, you got to have one person. I mean, one person. You don't need a committee. Committee has too many voices, oftentimes. Committees have agendas. Don't trust a committee. There's one solid committee out there that we always talk about, but don't trust the committee. Just win them all. But let's just say, for example, if they do put themselves in that situation, you know that Joe Lenardi from the five or six Indiana State fans that are out there all excited right now, just like me, he's probably taking a lot of hits from people because he doesn't believe if they won 20 consecutive games that they're going to get an at-large bid. At the very least, help make him eat his words a little bit, if not completely because we're not going to know. Just don't give him an easy out by blowing this game tonight and then put the effort in against what is going to be an incredibly tough game on Saturday against Southern Illinois. Down in uh, some place called Carbondale. Shout out to my man Sleater at Parks Place Pub. Once upon a time, much like Revis. Remember the band Revis? You know music, right? Caught in the Rain. They're from Carbondale, Illinois. You That's don't fun. know what the song Caught in the Rain is?
7: I feel like I know the song.
0: 2002, 2003? That sounds familiar. Revis? Yeah. It's not Revis as in Darrell Revis. It's Revis as in Revis, I believe. I see. Carbondale. I feel feel like anytime I've seen the name Revis, I thought it was pronounced Revis. It's very much like the uh, the film, that thing that you do, that Tom Hanks produced and directed, right? About the wonders, the 60s band that had one hit Mm. and was around for one hit, then faded because they broke up. That's Revis. Revis was around. They had one hit, caught in the rain, and then I think got all pissed at one another and crapped the bed and was done. Carbondale, everybody, Saturday. Uh, Brendan King's got your call on ESPN Plus later on tonight. So we get a lot to talk about. We're going to lead into All-Star midweek with you. Al Harrington, the former Pacer, a little bit later on is going to join us. Al Harrington, Brett Michaels, front man of Poison's got a party graw coming up we'll talk about. We've got Brad Spielberger of PFF, and Greg Raystraw is going to join us on the other side. I haven't looked. Do we have anything to give away? Tickets? Uh, we got the Bourbon and Beyond oh, tickets. Oh, we do? Yeah, yeah, I did that yesterday. Yeah. Oh, man, I forgot about that. That's almost like senile worthy right there. <laughs> I just did that yesterday. Bourbon and Beyond for Louisville in September. These are big-time tickets. Listen to win. I'll tell you all about that coming up. Don't go anywhere. The AAA membership lounge via YouTube Live. The stream, the app, HD Radio. Greg Rakestraw is on the other side right here on 93.5 and 107. Find the fan.
8: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you
3: the ride with jmv
8: collect them trade them or just enjoy them
3: 93.5 and 107.5 the fan
0: crank it up james this is Revis from carbondale india illinois jesus hey nuts, illinois this is actually a hell of a good song i had one and poof had inter band turmoil Broke up and that was that. Good song though. Yeah, Sycamores at home against Illinois State tonight, and uh, in Carbondale, the uh, home base for Revis back in the early two thousands. Coming up on uh, Saturday, I, I just I want them. I I do, and I have nothing against Lenardi, but I, I do want to see them make him have to eat words, which he won't care. And frankly, to to make him eat words, that means they have success. I don't know if there's any motivation there. I just know that, man, when you get a lot of love thrown at you when you're not used to it, it's like when you guys, like it's better when you guys tell me I suck because when you start saying, hey, you know what? Yeah, you're really good. I go, hey, I don't know about that. <laughs> Wait a minute. Something's fishy here. So continue with the suck stuff. Andy Moore, Automotive Group Hotline. Greg Raystraw's got a busy week for sure lined up, I bet. He joins us now. What do we begin with this week that's going to be for you?
1: Well, this week is, is largely kind of pushed towards the weekend. So I've got Pike and Lawrence North coming up on Friday night. Yeah. Then I head down the JMV Memorial Highway, the Redneck Autobahn to Evansville for the Wrestling State Finals, which moved to Evansville for a year because of NBA All-Star festivities. And then I am back in the IHSA studios for the boys' pairing show on what is truly Super Sunday in the state of Indiana. Since at 1 o'clock Purdue plays, at 3 o'clock IU plays, at 5 o'clock it's the pairing show, and at 8 o'clock it's the All-Star game.
0: So is uh, the Wrestling State Finals kind of like Vision Quest in 1985? Is there anything like that?
1: Well, you know, I am the Matt reporter uh, for the IHSAA for this production. My Wait, well, you're the Matt. Play. There's a Matt reporter? Seriously? I am the. <laughs> it is the hardest gig, and by hardest, I mean easiest that I have all year, John. I have to interview 14 individual champions, the Mental Attitude Award winner, the team, the uh, team championship winning uh, coach, and I do about 30 seconds at the top <laughs> of the broadcast with some sort of storyline. That's the heavy lifting that I do on Saturday night in Evansville.
0: Hey, Greg, is the shocker an illegal maneuver in wrestling at any level?
1: I'm pretty sure the shocker is illegal in in most aspects of life, John, (laughs) I would (laughs) say.
0: That's Greg. I thought sure you'd be going to Southport for the semi-state.
1: Not sure. We at ISC are producing that for our friends at the IHSAA. But in all seriousness, I, I have told the folks that I just say, "Listen, you—I will go where you feel my services are, are most beneficial to you. If that's doing play-by-play for a semi-state, yeah. I will go do that. If that is being the, uh, the the rinkside reporter at the Ford Center at Evansville, then that's what I will do." And they have opted to place me at the state championship broadcast. I will then double back to girls basketball the following week, as I'll have the television call for the 1A and 2A. State championships back at Cambridge Fieldhouse.
0: Yeah, L.C. Plainfield, Senegal, Franklin,
1: Southport. Uh, it's going to be massive. Uh, you heard me talk about Lawrence Central and how good they are. You know they are number one in both the uh, the AP and the coaches poll, which obviously you're done once the regular season is over. The Sagarin keeps updating, so I haven't looked at it this week. But as of last week. Center Grove was number 1 in terms of that rating. So, yeah, they looked at you know, last I, I weekend.
0: I saw them last weekend at Bedford. They looked apart. I Bedford's not as good as they were no. a year ago that I saw certainly that won the uh the state title, but uh man, CG was really good on Saturday.
1: And if you if you beat Bedford in their building like that, you get everybody's attention. So, yeah. Uh, you know, L C and Center Grove hide the favorites. LC plays Plainfield, Center Grove plays Franklin. Center Grove and Franklin split a couple of matchups this year. Uh and so it's not a guarantee that Center Grove makes it past a pass. Not this guarantee that L C beats Plainfield, but I think it's gonna be a, a fantastic atmosphere. And a really good crowd with those four teams in such close proximity uh, to Southport field. Actually. I got
0: to hang out with our mutual friend Ted Bishop because Franklin was down at BNL when they uh they absolutely ran roughshod over Evansville North, so I saw him for a couple of minutes on
1: Saturday too. I'm just glad that Ted is up in ambulatory yeah. since he's rehabbing an injury that's good to hear.
0: Looking good, he was really looking good. It's so a great great straw with us. When do you and Bob have the sectional pairing show? That's got to be coming up right for the boys.
1: That would be five o'clock on Sunday afternoon. So This Sunday afternoon? Of, uh, Whoa. Know, and the, what's that? This Sunday afternoon? This Sunday afternoon, yes, sir. Hmm. Well
0: done. That yeah. really yeah. feels good right there. I like that.
1: It happens quickly. Uh and so we are the warm up act for the All Star Game, uh coming up here on the radio station on uh on Sunday afternoon. So uh I am about fifteen sectionals into prep. So I got 49 more to go uh, at some point in time over the next three or four days.
0: <laughs> Greg straws on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Who's front runner for you in terms of – I know before you even have the draw, it's one thing, but who's the frontrunner win uh, class-wise in each for you when the fellows get things underway officially?
1: You know, this is the year of, of amazing parity. Um, I would say in QA it's Brownstown Central just because their losses have typically been to larger competition – or in large part because Jack Benner wasn't playing since he missed time in in December and even in early January um, with a couple of different injuries. Uh, But I'm not sure if at full strength anybody in 2A handle them because they've got more talent than just him. They've got more size than just him. You know, Tipton's really good in 2A as well. Wapahani's pretty good in 2A, but I think Brownstown Central at full speed is the best team in the state, maybe even outside of 4A. In 3A, Buff is in the conversation. Garen Catholic, last year's runners-up, uh, would be in the conversation. Danville is in the conversation. A lot of good 3A teams locally. In terms of single A, after a couple of down years by their standards, Bar Ree's pretty good again. Best player in 1A might be Josiah Dunham from Evansville Christian. Uh, that certainly merits some conversation. Lutheran's your defending champ, but there's not exact, they're not a guaranteed to get out of know, their sectional. I think they're pretty good. But they got Tinley and Greenwood Christian in their group. And I haven't gotten to 4A yet. Because in 4A, you know, we were all kind of circling Fishers and Lawrence North, and they play each other tonight. LN has now lost twice in in the course of the last couple of weeks. Carmel got them on February the 1st. Ben Davis got them uh, last Friday night. I did that game on on ISC and My Indy TV. So this is not last year where it was, hey, it's Ben Davis, and we're going to see, you know, just how good Ben Davis is. And we did. They finished 33-0. Ben Davis is is one of the all-time teams in Indiana high school basketball history. There's not that team this year. But what there is is there are several very good teams, a lot of them here in the central Indiana area, which means that sectionals, especially the Hamilton County one, sectional eight, and sectional ten, where I usually hang out, which is at Lawrence North this year, I think both those couple of weeks from now are now going to be absolutely outstanding.
0: This is Greg Gregster on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Coming up tonight, it's uh, Fox Sports 1 with number 4 Marquette and Butler. It seems like that Thad, at this point of the season, has found a groove for his guys. They, they muscle up and play... A, a great brand of old man basketball. And we have seen a level of success certainly recently in them doing that on the offensive end. And we already know that they got that win on the road at Marquette earlier this year, size up this matchup, which is of ultra importance at Hinkle tonight.
1: Well, again, you you reference old man basketball and you mean that as the highest form of compliment. And I agree with that. Uh, and, And again, when, when you, you know, dip into the transfer portal and basically find yourself a whole new roster. That's exactly what you had in mind that, that this group, you figured there would take some time to figure out to play off of each other, but you kind of knew the talent that you had. And so the group has figured it out. Uh, And so in in one sense, you're kind of pleasantly surprised at how far this team has come from last year. It was not the same team. It's the same school name. They play in the same great building, but it's a completely different basketball team. And so, you know, this group is kind of finally living up to expectations. Um, they're going to get Marquette's best effort. And Marquette, you know, that that win for Butler keeps getting better because Marquette basically really hasn't lost that much uh, since, since they and Butler got together early in Big East play. So even though it's the home game, I, I, I kind of think it's a house money game for Butler. Because if you lose, well, you got beat by a team. that's probably number two seed in the upcoming tournament. Not exactly a bad loss if you sweep them. Now we're talking about maybe Butler's thinking about like a six or seven seed. You know, they're no longer on the, I don't think are in the bubble conversation anyway, but your seeding will skyrocket if you win this one. So just keep doing what you've been doing if you're Butler and notice that those crowds have been coming back enthusiastically at Hinkle Fieldhouse and see if you can use that support in
0: tonight's contest. So Greg Gregstraw with us, Indiana State ranked for the first time since nineteen seventy nine. We talked about that, which is great for the program. It's great for the university, great for Terre Haute, Terre Dice itself. Now, do you think this team remains unbeaten until we're over there on the third of March to watch them against Murray State close out the regular season?
1: Yeah, you know, i i mean they're already through with drake i think they are they already through with bradley Gotta go they to have bradley southern illinois time.
0: on saturday and really southern illinois and carbondale is that's going to be tough right there that is the right. toughest remaining no doubt
1: you know and, and they're a team that they handled rather easily because they played in the early window of conference play back in late november early december you can get through carbondale uh and i and i think if they run the table i think they're a tournament team um again they're you mentioned their, their, their AP ranking, which is massive for promotion of the university and for alumni and fans such as yourself to celebrate. But it's the net ranking that is most important. I think that net ranking is 20 right now. Uh, and that doesn't mean they're going to be a five seed, but that means if, if you're rated that high, especially in a year where a lot of the back half of Power Five conferences simply aren't that good, other than the Big 12, it means you're inching closer to – not having to sweat out Arch Madness and Selection Sunday as much. I, I think Josh Schertz rather would not go through that, but I, I think it's looking more and more like this might be an at-large team if something does not go well over in St. Louis. Greg, I'm not sure
0: this quote sticks firmly to Joe Linardi, but it's in the ballpark, and for the sake of this question, and I'm sure your comment, it does spark a bit of a debate. And I'm going to ask you this, too. He had mentioned that the Sycamores could win 20 consecutive. And without winning the Moe Valley Conference Tournament, they would not get an at-large. Where would they sit right now? How far would they have to go and remain unbeaten to legitimately get that at-large? You mentioned the net rating, too. I'm just going by what Lenardi said, I think, last week. And he still has them in as the champion, which is going to be tough in St. Louis. It always is. Can they find a path to get in as an at-large?
1: I think if they finish Missouri Valley play with just the one loss at Drake, if they go through what the last 17, 16 games of Valley play after the Christmas break, and basically your losses are on the road at Drake, and I want to say Drake and Bradley are like 51-60 and in the net right now, um, and your other losses are at Alabama – uh, who is in contention for a very high seed at Michigan State? Who's probably six, seven, eight seed conversation right now? Those are your losses. Again, I I, I do think that Indiana State is helped by the fact we're saying, hey, the Pac-12 is not getting many bids, the Big Ten's not getting getting as many bids, the ACC is not going to get all that many bids. Those bids have to go somewhere. They're not all going to get gobbled up by the Mountain West. There might be a five- or six-bid league this year. Um, th- those bids got to go somewhere. And so I think if Indiana State runs the table to get to St. Louis, I think they'll get an at-large bid if they do not win three consecutive games as part of Arch Madness.
0: This is Greg Rakes, all with us. Before I let you go, anything else we're missing right here? I'm not going to get into Purdue and IU because I think we know where both stand right now right. fairly uh, I mean, firmly. If-
1: so. No, I mean, at this point, you know, I, I almost think kind of the the intrigue, so to speak, is really more so about Indiana State. And, again, I think everybody kind of, you know, thinks, hey, you know what, don't, don't sweat it. Just go win the arch you don't have to worry about it. And then you're talking about, hey, maybe you get to be – maybe you're in the 8-9 game. Maybe you get to be a home team in, uh, in the opening round of the tournament. That's the type of seating we're talking about for Indiana State. I think Butler is in. I think Purdue's a one seed. I think Purdue's playing through Indianapolis. I'm not sure how much, quote-unquote, intrigue. You, you love seeing your team play well and win games if you're a Butler fan or a Purdue fan, but you have successfully put yourself in position where I think you kind of know what you are at this point. It's Indiana State is the one where you're like, hey, you're hopeful this run continues, and you give, you have given yourself the rare cushion where you don't have to win your conference tournament just to make the show.
0: So uh, Greg Rakestraw, who's got Matt side. Coverage coming up on Saturday from the Ford Center in the Pocket City. Well done. Thank you. And then Sunday, that. he and Bob Lovell with the sectional pairings for the fellas. It is that time of year. Always good to hear from you, too. I'm assuming if you're going to be in Evansville, you're going to get back here in time to make a call?
1: Uh, the thing is, is I'm kind of like on the air like during like the entirety of the show, so I actually will try to call you early in the show because remember, nice. I'm an hour behind you, so we don't, like, you know, kick off the festivities to like, 8 o'clock Eastern time. So there may be a pre-state finals phone call delivered to the show this week. Love spring. Evansville. I love Vanderburgh
0: County. And uh, when you uh, drive by the 45 exit, give a nice little subtle wave toward Owensburg, and uh, I'll appreciate that. So,
1: Just how far is said exit? From the uh, the JMB family compound in Greenville? About four or five miles. Okay.
0: Four or five miles so if you go, you get off on 45 and go south.
1: So so that means there's two houses, three houses between there and, and your
0: place? That, <laughs> that's how many? A little bit of ways right there, but yeah, not not too far whatsoever. We're, uh, where G is down there right now, holding down the forks. I'll,
1: I'll, I'll honk once on the way down Saturday and once on the way back on Sunday. You got it, buddy. Appreciate you.
0: So, Greg Rakester on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Spielberger, PFF coming up after four. Joey Graziano, the NBA, four o'clock hour. Al Harrington and Brett Michaels coming up at the five. Bourbon and what is it again? Bourbon and Beyond. Bourbon and Beyond tickets for Louisville in September two. That's going to be a blast. Your chance to win those coming up. Don't go anywhere.
8: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
3: The Ride with JMV. Let me have a Diablo sandwich, a Dr. Pepper, make it fast. I'm in a f***ing damn hurry. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
0: James over there, my name is John. Thank you so much for joining us. we got a busy 4 o'clock hour for you. 5 o'clock hour with Al Harrington and Brett Michaels. Chris Finch, the head coach of the Western Conference All-Stars. The Minnesota Timberwolves head coach coming up tomorrow, too. Can't wait for that. Bourbon and Beyond, led by Dave Matthews Band, in September down in uh, Louisville or Louisville, however you want to pronounce it. Does that make me more Southern Indiana to say Louisville or Louisville? Well, I know the people from around there. It's Louisville, but, Louisville, yeah. Louisville. You drop all Louisville,
7: the vowels. Louisville.
0: It's a it's a Louisville slugger of the bat, but it's Louisville if you're from Southern Indiana. Yes. Huh. Does it makes me more Southern Indiana right there? Those tickets when you hear a Dave Matthews band re-entry. I may do something a little bit different. I I tell you what, Beck is a part of that, too. We'll make it a Beck re-entry. How about that? From the greatness of Beck, that re-entry is going to be your cue to call. Cluster Truck is in the building. That's not bad. On the road Thursday, I believe, and Friday, too. I don't have all the details just yet, but I'll get those to you on Friday. Thursday is the NBA Jam Michelob Ultra Finals. And uh, the winner, the high score out of that, downtown at Brothers, will win the NBA Jam Arcade Game, which is badass. And just a ton of concert tickets, courtesy of Michelob Ultra and our friends at Zinc. That's Thursday, downtown. You might as well go ahead and soak it up before everything All-Star Weekend officially gets underway Thursday, downtown at Brothers with Michelob Ultra and me, and somebody's going to roll out of there with an arcade game. This is the real deal holofield right here. NBA Jam coming up on Thursday. I believe I'm also... JMV takeover Saturday night, and then I think I'm on the road on Sunday, too. I'll get all those details to you as we get a little further in the week. Pacers a loser last night, the most disappointing game of the season by a long shot that was embarrassing, and evidently it led to an interlocker room conversation. I don't know if Miles Turner referenced this as a players only meeting, but they need it. If they didn't do it, they need it. Yeah, you can put it right there. Thank you, Evan. Go ahead and have a seat. We'll talk at you in just a second. Have a seat and enjoy the fun we're about to have from Pro Football Focus. And our friend Brad Spielberger joins us now. Hello, Brad. How are you? I'm
2: doing well. How are you doing?
0: What do you gather from what we take away from the Super Bowl weekend and the winner being Kansas City, is it more of Kansas City being a dynasty? Is it more of, you know what, you better cover all the bases and make sure your team knows absolutely everything according to the rules if you're San Fran and Kyle Shanahan? Or is it Kansas City now winning two Super Bowls after they dump one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, have they devalued that position a little bit or any whatsoever? Where do we begin with the aftermath of that game on Sunday?
2: Yeah, I think for me, it's just that Kansas City and, and this Chiefs team is now a you know undisputed dynasty and, and all those buzzwords. Um, you know, probably the worst roster that, that the Chiefs are going to have at least on the offensive side of the ball with Patrick Mahomes for, for quite some time. I mean, obviously, you got to replace Travis Kelsey, but the receivers should get much better. The tackle play should get much better. Um, you know, the young defense was exceptional, deserves a ton of credit. C. Spagnola, the defensive coordinator, uh, deserves a ton of credit as well. But yeah, I mean, Patrick Mahomes can overcome pretty much anything at this point. And I think the rest of the AFC really missed out on the, you know, down year for the chiefs. They were not their best all year long and, and no one could take advantage. So the Tyree kill thing interesting. I mean, if you have an elite elite quarterback, I do think at times they can be smart to say, "Hey, well, we'll save some money there, and maybe it's you know there, there's more utility placing those dollars elsewhere, whether it be on defense or you know maybe better protection because a good quarterback can find an open receiver, even if it's a lesser receiver, if he has a good offensive line, etc., etc., etc." But I would definitely caution teams that have that don't have Patrick Mahomes of thinking that they can you know, scheme up and devise a way for their lesser quarterback to still be successful without really, really good receiver play.
0: So Brad Spielberger Pro Football Focus with us. I just don't want that to be the case here. I've been trying to teach people here, and especially Chris Ballard and the Colts, the importance of surrounding Really, any quarterback with weapons, and certainly Anthony Richardson moving forward with weapons. And I know there's no reason here for that be the norm other than Chris Ballard's belief or lack thereof, in that position, as much as others, may justify that belief in wide receiver. I, I don't want that to become a trend that I've been trying to solidify around here for a long time, Brad. I'm a little selfish.
2: Yeah, no, I, I would hope he doesn't think that that's the case. It, it's certainly not. I mean, there's tons of evidence. We've done tons of research. You know, yeah, ask most of my coworkers. They would tell you wide receiver is the second most important position in the sport behind quarterback. And just, I mean, look at the other team play, play, that played in the game. You have Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, two top 20 wide receivers in the NFL. I don't know. Neither guy, you know, went crazy in that game against an elite chief secondary. But, no, the, the way to elevate some of these quarterbacks, and, and there's a perfect example, actually. So, the Niners and, and, and their lack of offensive line prowess, it did kind of rear its ugly head in this Super Bowl. They had some miscommunications on the interior. They had some miscommunications when there was blitzes from the nickel spot and different things they just did not prepare well for or didn't you know adjust well to. Um, and Brock Purdy was kind of under siege. But the story of that team all year long, and it applies to Miami and a lot of these teams, is they get the ball out quickly to elite playmakers, and that actually – makes it so they spend less money and less resources on offensive line. Um, so, you know, there's no you know one way to go about it. But you got to have a really, really good set of talent at one of those spots. And I think a lot of teams do say, yeah, we can skip a little bit on O-line if we throw the ball quickly and we throw it to uh, these dynamic playmakers that can make guys miss his face and run after the catch. Um, and that's what got San Fran in the Super Bowl in the first place so
0: brad spielberger a pro football focus he is with us did you know the overtime rules that evidently some of the niners did not
2: so it's a recent change i only knew it because when it first came out there were a million different kind of conversations and data studies and i think the cool thing about it is the, the entire premise of it was let's try not to have an advantage for either side like that was the whole idea was We don't want a coin flip to effectively determine an outcome of a game, which is, you know, kind of what the bills complained about. And that's why the rule did change. So I did only because there were all these podcasts and articles, and there was even a data study here kind of running a bunch of simulations and and whether either side is the correct choice. Um, Where we landed is like, there really isn't one. It's kind of a preference. The first side, the Shanahan argument is a valid argument. You know, just saying, look, we get the first sudden death possession. So if both teams score, we then get to the score and win the game, and then the other argument, of course, is, "Hey, if we're Kansas City, we're going second. We know what we need to do. Kind of like college football overtime, we can use all four of our downs, which they obviously did uh, on that scramble from Patrick Mahomes. Our his scramble it seemed like a, you know a true keeper, um, you know. And, and so there's, there's there's merits to both cases, both arguments. I really do think it's it's a, it makes it a coin flip, uh, which which was the goal.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree, too. It was just funny, everybody trying to figure that out as we went into, uh, got deeper and deeper into OT. I do want to get back to something you brought up. It did seem like if you were going to get the Chiefs, this was going to be the year, and certainly nobody did, and they had to do you know, a large portion of that heavy lifting going on the road in that AFC postseason. So what can they do next year to fortify what already has become a dynasty in KC.
2: Yeah, so that's the thing is that you look across the AFC. The Ravens, I wouldn't say went all in, but they're going to lose a ton of talent. They've already lost their defensive coordinator. They've lost front office people to the Chargers, and they are going to lose talent. Then you have Buffalo. They did go all in. They're going to be worse next year. Uh, The Chargers went all in. They're going to be worse next year. Like You kind of go to Miami, probably going to be worse going forward. So Whereas Kansas City, you mentioned trading away Tyreek Hill, even a guy like Tervarius Ward who played corner for the Niners last night, like they've consistently made those tough decisions to let some talent leave Orlando Brown. You trade a first-round pick for him. You don't love how it goes. he so asked for too much money. You let him go to Cincinnati. He wasn't great this year. So, and look, their tackle play was, was not good in the Super Bowl at all. Donovan Smith was probably the biggest problem they had in that game. Um, but that's the beauty is they can do whatever they want. I mean, they were not – they weren't the a top half of the NFL in cash spending either of the last two years. Despite Patrick Mahomes redoing his contract to make him, you know, the highest pace from a cash flow standpoint over a certain number of years, um, if they want to keep both Chris Jones and Legarius the star corner, they can. I don't know if they will, but they can. Um, and then I think you're going to see them just continue to pick their spots in free agency. Like, you know, there were rumors, oh, they're going to go after DeAndre Hopkins. They're going to go up to, go after Odell Beckham Jr. I know they talked to both of them, but they didn't offer, you know, Odell one year, 15 million fully guaranteed like Baltimore and they didn't offer a D-hop was a two years, 26, like like Tennessee did. all right, you know right, we'll, we'll figure it out. We're not going to spend all that much money. So they're going to continue to do what they do. They draft really well in the middle round. They, they, they do pick their spots here and there in free agency. Um, and, and, yeah, they, they're scary because they're not going to get that much work.
0: Yeah, it's a Brad Spielberger, a pro football focus. He's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. All right, the AFC around them, you can factor in the Colts if you want to as well, but let's go ahead and make a jump. We still got some you know, really a lot of offseason stuff to talk about, but who? Uh, you mentioned Baltimore, you mentioned Buffalo. Who else should be in and around the Chiefs and the AFC if we're talking about the regular season of 2024?
2: Yeah, so those teams will still be there. I just think that they have, you know, they'll have an even smaller chance of winning in the playoffs against Kansas City than they did this past season. And you know, do I think Kansas City bounces back, gets the buy, so they get to play at home throughout the playoffs? Yeah, probably so. So you got them in your building with a lesser roster, uh, and those, you know, Baltimore was healthy coming into the playoffs too. Obviously, Mark Andrews wasn't quite fully healthy, but um, I think the team that's going to emerge is, is in that AFC South, and I think it's the Houston Texans. It's if Houston has a really good offseason where you draft well, you have Cleveland's first round pick, which ended up actually earlier than your own, uh, you know, because you beat the brakes off them in the playoffs. You get up a good player there, and then maybe you in free agency add, you know, another edge rusher or keep Jonathan Greenard, who's on the team already, um, and just add a couple pieces. Like, I think they, they have a couple defensive linemen um, and another receiving option for Tank Dell and Nico Collins. And I think they can be a you know, legit contender in the AFC next
0: year. Speaking of the AFC and Brad Spielberg is with us, uh, we've heard a lot of things. We, we you knew that there's going to be a different quarterback, and that's what's coming out of Pittsburgh right now. Uh, is that going to be a draft-related quarterback, or is that going to be maybe a guy like Justin Fields who, uh, according to rumors, Pittsburgh um, liked a great deal when he was coming out of Ohio State? What are we going to see there?
2: Yeah, I did hear those rumors as well in in, uh, Las Vegas this past week. It was interesting when Schefter came out and said, uh, you know, he heard that the team liked him. I think he mentioned Mike Tomlin specifically. You know, I know as a person, and like intangibly, of course, Mike Tomlin would like Justin Fields. He's a classic. First guy in, last guy out. You know, uh, incredible attitude. Like you can't talk to a person in Chicago that doesn't have great things to say about him. I heard that the front office has you know, some fans of his in the front office as well. So I think that could certainly be a fit there you know, probably send a second round pick or so uh, to go get Justin Fields, bring him in, add just an athleticism that they do not have on the roster at quarterback at all. Um, and then, you know, I still think maybe they explore, you know, a Ryan Tannehill reunion with Arthur Smith as an option, or you do say probably on a first round pick, because I think at that point you're taking the fifth quarterback off the board, um, even at pick 20 for Pittsburgh. I think there'll be already four guys gone by then, but you know, there's a lot of talent, maybe in the second or third round, if they don't go the trade route, you know, for a field, there's a lot of talent. Michael Pratt at Tulane uh, is a player I like a lot that could make sense there, in my opinion. So they have a ton of options, but I do think entering week one, Pickett will be on the roster, but. I don't think he'll be the unquestioned starter going into the offseason.
0: All right, Brad, I think we all put a great deal of importance on making sure Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver, is back here in some form or fashion. Will that form or fashion be franchise tag for the first time with usage since Pat McAfee years ago, or will this be a long-term contractual endeavor from Chris Ballard and the Colts for the wide receiver? What do you think?
2: I think they will find a way to get it done. Um, You know, it might need a tag. It's interesting. I mean, they took things down to the wire, even with a guy like Quentin Nelson. I know Nelson, maybe you know, coming off an injured year in that contract year, but a guy who's a three-time first-team All-Pro in his first three seasons, like about as good of a start to a career as a a player can can possibly have. And he was kind of annoyed. He he was kind of frustrated. It, It took as long as it did to get that done. So. Clearly, Indy is you know drives a hard bargain. They want to you know protect themselves and take care of themselves. So, for all of those reasons, I, I do think you'll probably see a franchise tag first. But I think it will be only a placeholder because I don't think they're they're going to let it go into the year on the tag. I think they will get a deal done once they place that tag. And maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's it done in the next couple of months. But I think I think it might need a tag at first, just because the market is so strong right now. The agency there can say, look, we know we're going to get these great offers if we go to market. So they yeah, all predict tag first and then an extension. All
0: right. We talked about this before. Is T. Higgins the best of this free agent class where normally these guys don't hit much of free agency? But I guess there's always a chance. Is he at the
2: top of this group? For receivers, no question. Yeah, it's him and Michael Pittman, but I would put T. just a notch above.
0: What about just a class in general? What is the most robust of the positions with that availability as we get ready to go into free agency?
2: Yeah, so I would say if if we ignore the franchise tag it's probably dead rusher for me because uh, you have Josh Allen in Jacksonville who's coming off a phenomenal season, probably not a household name it should be obviously you know in an AFC South team uh, like yourself you guys are too familiar uh, with Josh Allen, but he was lights out. Um, you know, finally had the sack production. What do you have, 17, 18 sacks this year, uh, but always been a really, really good player. His underlying metrics for us, you know, pass rush, win rate, all those, those predictive stats have always signaled this type of season was coming. So, he's on there. You have Brian Burns in Carolina. Um, Bryce Helf for the New York Jets, a really good player. There, there are a lot of those guys. I just do think, you know, a handful of them are going to get franchise tag. But the defensive line overall, the interior as well, Christian Wilkins in Miami, Justin Matabike in Baltimore, uh, the the defensive line is probably what I would say, again, pre-tag, you know, it's probably the best unit in free agency.
0: Kind of felt like, for the most part, into the season, into the postseason, like, you know, Chase Young was losing money. That's the way that it felt. Uh, And then he made some plays in the Super Bowl. Did he gain any ground on that from what we witnessed on Sunday?
2: It's a great point. I, I agree with you. I think that he definitely did not help himself early on. Yeah, he had a great game. He, he did. He made a bunch of plays. You know, it's interesting. I mean, Donovan Smith has been kind of an issue for them at left tackle all year, a veteran that was, you know, a really good player for the Bucks for a while. But, but clearly, you know, kind of just has fallen off a little bit. But, I mean, it, does, it doesn't take away from what Young did. He was beating him with inside counters. He was much better against the run that he's been uh, throughout this playoff run. So, I think so. I'm sure they said, not that, you know, like, it really impresses anyone that a guy gets up for the Super Bowl. But, you know, I I, I think he probably helped because that Lions game, was, it was not a lot of strong selling. You
0: think I hook, Stace, with San Fran's or he ended up someplace else?
2: It's interesting. I mean, there, there were the, you know, so, social media stuff this morning from, I guess, well, I don't know, his girlfriend his friend or something. Who knows? But, um, Uh-oh,
0: what kind of so, – I, I missed the social media stuff, Brad. Tell that. me all about it.
2: Oh, oh, there you go. Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, I is entering the, the fifth-year option of his, of his deal, which – um, you know, it is obviously a very prime trade spot or extension spot. Uh, yeah, I guess I think it was his girlfriend and then a close buddy of his both tweeted some, you know, cryptic Instagram stuff about this might be our last time going to uh, the facility or something like that. So I don't know what that <laughs> means or why they're, you know, all I would say is this, uh, Debo Samuel put in an actual trade demand uh, and, is, and is still a Niner. So I'll let that one play out. But I think it is interesting where – If the Niners sit back and say, you know what, we don't think we can pay another player top-of-market money because, trust me, Brandon Aik is not taking a deal for less than the top of the market, then maybe he does get traded. And I think it would be a blockbuster, you know, first-plus, maybe even two-first-type trade. Uh, He's a special talent.
0: Did uh, Brock Purdy prove himself? And is that enough for you to believe that he and this team, both sides of the football, can get back? To the Super Bowl next year, or at least maintain near the top of the NFC next year?
2: You know, I think they can, because the thing with Purdy, too, is I think we don't appreciate that he basically didn't have an offseason for his first offseason, right? He, I mean, I guess he had a rookie, you know, entrance offseason, but what I mean by that is he then has the elbow injury last year in that conference championship game, and his entire focus was just getting healthy and making sure his elbow was good to go and, and he was able to throw the ball. and, and get ready for training camp. Now you imagine he's, you know, getting together with his receivers to go through different plays and build chemistry and all that. He's probably meeting with Kyle Shanahan to go over, I don't know, technique and mechanics and watch film. So I think that there is an element of like, he could probably take a step going into his third season because he's healthy going into this off season. So yeah, I don't think the Niners are going anywhere. It's getting close. They have some older players, uh, you know, Trent Williams is 35, 36 years old. George Kittle gave me thirty one, which at tight end is, is pretty old, but but I still think the next two years or whatever, uh, they, they are still, you know, the class of the NFC as of right now.
0: All right, Brad. Final thing with Brad Spielberger of PFF. Gardner Minshew's market value. I thought that it would be of importance for the Colts to be able to bring him back. They may opt to go a different direction, but I would like to have somebody here just in case you have to break that glass because you had to do that a number of times, ultimately, basically the entire year from a year ago. We know that to be true in 2023. But what's his market value going to be? Is that going to be easier said than done for the Colts if they have interest in bringing him back?
2: I think it is gonna be a decent expenditure. I mean you're still not gonna, you know, get a starting offer anywhere if I had to guess. Uh, I have it projected on our site at two years, seventeen and a half million. So eight point seven five per year. It's basically the Taylor Heineke contract but in you know adjusted for inflation. Because, look, he started, you know, an entire season. He is still kind of who we think he is. But he's shown he can be a, you know, 500 quarterback. And, and, frankly, you know, could be better than that. You know, because it's not like his roster was a juggernaut around him. They certainly had good pieces and good coaching. But, but, yeah, I mean, it's you're going to be paying one of, if not the biggest, backup quarterback contracts in the NFL. But... If he was viewed as a great asset for Richardson and they, you know, worked together and, and, he, and he helped him learn the game and, and slow the game down for him is what he was seeing. It's almost like, you know, it's fine. I think Chase Daniel, who's an infamous, you know, backup journeyman quarterback. So, like, I was basically just the most expensive coach on the roster. Like, I, and there's value in that um, at that quarterback spot. So, yeah, not, not cheap, but I, I'd probably do it. All
0: right. Brad Spielberger, uh, PFF. Are you done with us or are you still coming on?
2: That's up to you. I mean, I have my voice right now. I don't know if you, that, that bothered you enough.
0: No, no, that's okay. It just sounds like you got your party on in Vegas. That's all I expected. I would expect anybody to sound like that.
2: The sad thing is I, I didn't really party that hard. I just I just got sick. But uh, but anyway, uh, I don't know. I'm happy to keep coming on. I'll be... I'll be in Indianapolis for the combine in a couple of weeks.
0: Oh, so. hell yeah. you got to hang out for a while with us there. I always love it yeah. because I get to sit there in the afternoon and all these guys I want to talk to all walk right by me and don't have enough time to stop. That's always great. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, I've been there. I've been there.
0: <laughs> but no, we'll keep it going because obviously we got a lot of steps to take here in this off season, and uh, we love having you on, Brad. I appreciate you more than you know, and and you're going to be the first PFF guy apparently that I have not run off. I'm very proud of that.
2: Sounds great. I really appreciate that a
0: ton. And uh, yeah, let's we'll, we'll keep it rolling. Awesome. Thanks, Brad. Thank you. So, uh, Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. That is the first that I have not run off. I've run off three of them prior. I ran off uh, Sam Monson. Mm-hmm. Then so was it was, Bruce Brown? Was that the other guy's name? Well, there was a Brown. Or uh, Ben Brown or something Ben like that. Brown, That's I ran him off. And then there was somebody else between those two I ran off. Fourth time's the charm. There you go. You should feel proud. I think what I'd say, I, I watched, Sam is from Ireland, I think, and I'd always bring up you two and, you know, how do you know anything about football? You're from Ireland. I don't know if that ever played very well. <laughs> he's got a lot more he's got a lot more on top than i do hey i know i have to have a break and i know that uh joey graziano the nba is coming on at the bottom of the hour evan sherrill is in here from cluster truck my man it's good to have you back you all right
5: oh yeah no i appreciate your time did you bring always. the same thing as last week oh, i brought the same yeah, thing dude. As... <laughs> yeah uh, yeah. tell me all what? about that mahi yeah we got the black and mahi sandwich side of yes. jasmine rice Cider, red potato. Yes. Aquafina water. Yes. Cider buffalo sauce.
0: That is so awesome, man. Thank you, bro. I
5: appreciate that. I know you have so much more that is great, and you can talk all about that. But, man, I love it. I fall into the same routines, too. I, I'm... Building my own quesadilla on the Cluster Shruggle website.
0: I'm very rain I am. <laughs> right here. I'm very rain manish. Oh, well, wait a minute. I don't know. I've, I've got to do this. Role. Wait a minute. Leave it to Beavers on at 8 a.m. I got to be back home in time to watch that back to back on MeTV. So I'm very, uh, very rain mannish when it comes to that. So
5: Everybody falls into their own routines. I'm just happy I get to shoot in the dark for James. I, I brought something different for him this week. You uh, did. What'd you bring for James? We got the barbecue chicken pizza, oh. house made barbecue sauce, red onion, freshly roasted chicken. Oh, bacon as well. Very oh, good. Holy crap, I'm really? I'm down for this. I'm down for this. This sounds like a good choice, man. Thank yeah. you. I also brought some tachos as well, so that is another one of my, my favorites. Very. You got a
0: food arousal last week out of your cheese bread, <laughs> oh, yeah! So I can't cheese imagine bread. what's going to happen now. It's
7: fire. I'm going to have Absolutely. to step out of the studio when I'm it. You put, you put cheese careful. on some bread. I'm a basic <laughs> guy. I'm happy, so this sounds Super amazing. Yeah. So,
0: Evan, how can people get a hold of you and Cluster Truck and, and obviously get the great food you guys have?
5: Yeah, ClusterTruck.com. Uh, free delivery everywhere from Fountain Square all the way up through Carmel. Um, we're delivering out in Little Flower close to Irvington, but not quite mm-hmm. there yet. I actually live outside the zone, but I drive in the zone to an address undisclosed. What do you in live the
0: outside the zone?
5: <laughs> I live in Irvington. I'm okay. over in Andy Sweeney's area. So oh, you oh, sweetbo, yeah. you're over there, in sweetbo. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, clustertruck.com. Download our app. Um, pick it up at the kitchen if you want, but we also offer free delivery
0: cluster com. it is awesome food it's evan sherrill in here man just keep on coming if you want man hey,
5: seriously i want to they stopped me at security today they, <laughs> they didn't want to. me to come up but no the uh, hell with that yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'd we'd have fixed that pretty yeah, lickety
0: yeah. right there but hey evan thank you very again and you're open anytime right is that or
5: you have hours we what do have hours, hours okay. yeah so uh the hours different or, or differ between the kitchens but um all-star weekend our, our kitchen downtown indies open until 11 uh friday and saturday so nice yeah we deliver all over downtown so make next sure to-
0: time i'll do a little something different just for you okay. buddy
5: hey we have a walleye filet coming to the menu on Friday, so Let's do it. next Tuesday, if you want, I'll bring that your way.
0: If you add scallops to the menu one of these days, you're going to make one of these customers happy right <laughs> here,
5: buddy. Let me tell you.
0: I'll put in a good word.
5: Evan, I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys.
0: Evan Sherrill of Cluster Truck right there. So Joey Graziano of the NBA on the other side, too. Former Pacer Al Harrington, Brett Michaels, front man of poison. I don't know if I call him front man of poison. He's kind of doing his own thing. Former front man of poison. He used to get all the chicks. Probably still does, mind you. Brett Michaels in the 5 o'clock hour. Bourbon and Beyond tickets, too. you got to listen to win. AAA Membership Lounge via YouTube Live. Hello to everybody in there. And 93.5 and 107.5, the fan.
8: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.
3: The ride with JMV. I love JMV. He looks like Rascal Flats guy. Got a cool soul patch. Wow. He Lively. does. And a buttery smooth voice. Oh, yeah. 93.5 and 107.5. The fan.
0: Al Harrington, the former pacer, coming up here in the five o'clock hour. Brett Michaels, Party Gras 2.0. the I, I don't know if I feel comfortable calling him former poison frontman. Poison frontman? On his own. He's got a big show. we got a lot of stuff to talk about with Brett coming up here in the 5 o'clock hour. Chris Finch, the Western Conference All-Star head coach tomorrow, of course, having an outstanding season with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Watched a lot with their game last night uh, against the Clippers as well. Chris Finch tomorrow will be on this show. By the way, too, our friend Greg checked in and said – Could it be the reason why Sam Monson dropped us from Pro Football Focus after year number one? And this is not all me. This is you. Because every time he came on the show, he's Irish from Ireland. Every time he came on the show, you guys would send him at the time tweets saying he sounded like the guy from the box of Lucky Charms. That wasn't me. That was you. But – the fourth time evidently is the charm of pro football focus, guys. Brad Spielberger is a keeper, everybody. I'm proud. I'm one of four. But no, Sam Monson was your fault. Wasn't my fault. <laughs> Andy Moore, Automotive Group Hotline. Um, Probably running around downtown Indy on an hourly basis, as if his hair is on fire. The NBA head of event strategy, Joey Graziano, joins us. All right, what is it's Tuesday right now at what uh, four thirty four? What what's your strategy today? What's happening?
7: Uh, get my steps in. That's my strategy. <laughs> uh, basically, for, from Monument Circle to Lucas Oil, I'm on, I'm on the hustle. I uh, got a great meeting in the Pacers' office with the great. Rick Fusen, Mel Rains, and Todd Taylor in about uh, 20 minutes. So I'll, I'm hustling. Just was over at the convention center and saw crossover. Spent my morning at Lucas Oil on our great LED court. We have there prepared for the celebrity game on Saturday night, and I'll be in Gamebridge in about a half hour.
0: All right. To Joey Graziano, again, of the NBA joins us. When you talk to Rick Fusion, did it sound like that this, this is his mic drop, right, of his career? Because he's going to hang it up. And this, this I, whole I mean, thing is like his mic drop moment, is it not?
7: What I know about Rick Fusen is the man only knows one speed. He goes hard hard through the bat <laughs> uh, as an old old baseball reference. So um, I don't think he's thinking about anything other than putting on the greatest all-star of all time. And I'm not thinking about anything other than I'm uh, not disappointing him.
0: No, no, no that's good, too, because uh, he always gets the job done. He has... For the better part of 40 years, 35, 40 years, I think it's 40 years, has just been so valuable around here and and what he has done, what he has brought. So uh, it's going to be sad when he steps away. But, man, he, he has developed a trend and a blueprint to greatness around here. Joey Graziano, the NBA head of event strategy, is with us. You mentioned over at Lucas Oil Stadium, I have begged and pleaded everybody, including Pacer General Manager Chad Buchanan yesterday, to get the opportunity to shoot on that. I'm a big-time basketball player, play all the time. I want to shoot on that. I got the invite, but it's with a bunch of other nerds I think I'm hanging around with in the media, um, and they're not going to think about doing it. If I bring a ball, can I shoot on it?
7: I mean, we're, we're a basketball We're a basketball company. It's always hoops first. Who's going to tell you no? Yeah, no, I, I
0: mean, seriously, because I don't want to go to jail for it. Well, actually, <laughs> I, w- no, I take that back. I think I would go to jail for it if somebody got mad. But I, I want to go and I want to shoot on that floor a little bit. Is there an opportunity there, Joey, for me?
7: I mean, the question I'd have for you is are you going to hit? Because if you're going to hit, no one's going to tell you no. If, if it doesn't look pretty, that's when you may have problems.
0: No, 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 no. I'm all, yeah, I'm all day long. Hitting and shooting there. (laughs) No, hitting's not going to be the problem. I'm just see my problem is is the way that I look. It looks like that I'm not going to hit. It looks like I may end up denting the rim, or you need to repaint the rim after I shoot it. But I come in a really nice disguise. I'm like disguised. I can play, but it looks like I can't. So that's that. I just need to get in the door. I need to get down there in the door and on the floor.
7: I feel like I feel like that sounds like you're perfect for the celebrity game, then. you know, <laughs> oh, like, yes, yeah, like we, all, we all shapes and sizes come out to the celebrity game. Uh, some of the biggest names in sports and entertainment, but it always it doesn't always look pretty.
0: No, no, no. And, and now if you guys have somebody that doesn't show up, I'm, I'm not a celebrity, but I could show up there and take somebody's spot if they don't show up. Uh, so you got me on that, right? You got my number?
7: I, I have your number, and I, well, at the very least, I expect you to come down to NBA crossover at the convention center yes. on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Get up some shots with us. We got G League Park, the full G League setup. They're going to have a tournament. They're going to play games. We got sixty plus legend and player appearances happening there. So, at the very least, you can have a shot. Get up some shots where I shoot over at, uh, at NBA Crossover.
0: All right, you just gave us a bit of a thumbnail sketch about what's going to be going on there. That's one of the things just beyond the game itself, You know, beyond the, the slam dunk, the three-point shooting competition. All that entails NBA All-Star Weekend. But a little bit more about the crossover for the folks that want to attend that.
7: Yeah, the desire for crossovers, we think our fans are interested in what our players are interested in. Our players, they're as dynamic off the court as they are talented on it. They're fashion designers, they're artists, they're musicians, they're technologists, they're social justice advocates. We bring together all of those interests into one environment. I was just there, 350,000 square feet, um, 35 partners are activating across 55 different activations. There's courts everywhere. You get a ball in your hand the minute you walk in. It's the hottest merchandise, 18 panels, 60 plus player and legend appearances. Names like Isaiah Thomas, Roy Hibbert, Tyrese Halliburton will be here, the great Bill Walton. We walk into the door. Types of exclusive collabs that you'll never see before. It's action packed, and we're going to want you to spend there from morning to night. And then in the evenings, we've got our incredible crossover conversations um, and crossover concerts. where We've got uh, T-Pain and Zed performing on Friday, Keith Urban and Walker Hayes during the day on Saturday, Jelly Roll on Saturday night, and then Sunday pregame is Little Wayne. Man,
0: that is not, now how deeply entrenched are you with lining up? The entertainment and the acts that you're bringing in.
7: I spend a fair bit of time on it, but I've got an incredible team that does all the hard work. Uh, makes me look uh, halfway decent.
0: I, wonder, I was going to ask you that. How difficult is it to bring in? Because you've got a who's who list on, on so many different levels. I mean, EDM, you know, country, uh, pop, rap. I mean, it's hip-hop. It's all in there, too. A, how do you figure that out? And, and B, how do you make all those puzzle pieces fit?
7: For us, it's about having an authentic representation of who we are as a league and who this city is. And this is a, a deep and diverse league with our interests. And so we wanted to make sure our music lineup reflected those interests. And so certainly the great part about this event is this is one of the largest events in the world. More than $400 million in economic and earned media value are going to be descending on this city. Over 125,000 fans from around the world, more than 34 countries. Coming in, this is one of the biggest moments, and we know for these artists, this is an incredible global platform. So the the great opportunity is we have so much interest from our entertainment uh, across the celebrity game, who's performing at All-Star, the All-Star game and All-Star Saturday night, and then certainly across crossover. It's just this great moment, and we're excited to put Indy on the world stage.
0: Uh, Joey Graziano, the NBA head of event strategies, joining us talking about everything that you can do, including that crossover on this NBA all-star weekend here in Indianapolis. Downtown should be absolutely lit. Now who comes up with the celebrities for the celebrity game? Is that a part of your itinerary too?
7: No, I've got a great entertainment team um, that puts that on, wanting to make sure we've got the great entertainers. We've got incredible athletes, both current NFL players, players, And then obviously also some of the new media, the influencers who really speak to our young fans that we know is such a differentiator about the NBA is how young and how global our fan base is. Um, Have you guys
0: performed or had two courts going, utilized in a stadium before, like what is going to happen at Lucas Oil Stadium?
7: No, I think what's exciting about what Lucas Oil is this incredible multi-purpose, uh, multi-purpose arena. We're taking and bringing in this grand new piece of technology that we haven't worked with before that we have been testing and working on and designing for months that we're going to unveil with the Celebrity Game and then really showcase to the world on All-Star Saturday night. But on the other side, we've got 24-hour days of service. We're going to pack a million meals on the other side of Lucas Oil. We've got uh, two additional Pacers and the Fever Court that are going to be there. We're going to run junior NBA and youth tournaments, and our NBA experiences business, bringing fans around the world to get fans on the court, shoot around with legends and players like Bill Walton, uh, Detlef Shrimp, these big names <laughs> awesome. in our sport. Rick Smith will be there. Um, Pacers legends. So we can't believe you're going to be all in one building, and that's what's exciting about what we're doing at Lucas Oil.
0: Is, where, where does what you're doing and putting together for the entirety of the weekend. Where does it rank as far as raising the bar for this event? Are, are you going even further than for this event, this weekend event we've ever seen before? Is that what's going on here?
7: This will be the most stand-first All-Star we've ever put on. 190,000 ticketed opportunities throughout the weekend, all hosted on NBAevents.com. And the focus has been on the fan. And to me, it's the incredible leadership and the commitment of Herb Simon and the Simon family. You know, more than 40 years of dedication to this city. And their focus, to be able to think about what I consider one of the great basketball venues, not just in the NBA, but on earth, at GameBridge Fieldhouse and all the investment that they've made, but yet to decide that to move All-Star Saturday Night, one of the most signature basketball events on earth, into Lucas Oil, was a testament of selfless love and leadership because they wanted more fans to be able to experience it and more Hoosiers to be able to come down and experience. It's just an incredible statement of leadership. And so this has emanated from them and how they think about this community and, and, and their Hoosiers across all 92 counties. And so this will be the most fan-first All-Star we've ever put on.
0: How long have you been here and, and putting all of this together to where you are right now?
7: Uh, I got here mid-January. Um, moved into the downtown area, got a great little setup going on there um, and and been able to experience all the tremendous parts of Indianapolis. We've been planning this event for some of us for, for seven years um, in particular with our Pacers leadership. So it's been something we've been putting on, but certainly for me the last month has been very intense and, I could not. I could not love this city anymore.
3: It is
0: incredible when we think about it. And again, Joey Graziano joins us. I was 15, Joey, when the last NBA All Star Weekend was here in 1985, and and certainly I mean, you're
7: still a young man, baby.
0: Yeah, so well, yeah. I mean, that's why. That's why I can still shoot from deep. I I, I can do the NBA three point line too. I don't need the high school or the college. I can do the NBA. But what I remember out of that, it was certainly more of the players and the personalities, and that was just a different. Different era all But to see the way this has evolved to where it is right now and, and what it has turned into is absolutely incredible.
7: Yeah, and I think also the, the recognition on our part that we also needed to maintain what is so unique about this event, which is really it starts with the players and putting the best players in the world on the court at the same time. And so our focus on Sunday is back to that East versus West championship. We're going to be really proud of the product that gets put on the floor, the competitiveness of the game. We're excited about that. And so all of these other incredible elements that make this truly one of the best entertainment weekends of the entire year is outstanding. But at its core, this is about the game and about hoops, and it certainly should be when you're in Indiana.
0: So have you already started on next year's All-Star Weekend?
7: We have. We have uh, our our great – we call it our future host program, and we have those hosts uh, actually coming in to indianapolis uh, to be able to experience everything to learn from this city from its political leaders to learn from the pacers so we have our future host program and a whole part of my team that's dedicated just to those future hosts all
0: right joey so you're going to gambridge Fieldhouse right after this conversation is that what i gather uh,
7: i am i am you want me to tell rick and mel something for you
0: yeah please do tell t- no sir- this is serious this is serious business make sure that rick knows that i want to shoot on that led floor I'll let Luca. him know. Yeah, make sure he knows that, and he probably will say, well, tell him to blank off." But hopefully, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, he won't, and he'll help get that done. Because I, I really, I want to do that. So let let Rick know. Say, "Hey, your good friend JMV is really politicking to shoot on that floor at Lucas Oil Stadium. He is. It, I mean, he's begging me for you to get that done. Okay." Amen. You got it, Joey. Keep in touch, man. I'm sure I'll see you running to you at some point downtown this weekend, but a job well done. We cannot wait till all of this gets underway.
7: Thank you for all the friendship. We couldn't be more excited. It's
0: uh, Joey Graziano right there, NBA head of event strategy. I do want to shoot in Lucas Oil Stadium on that floor. That should be fun. That crossover thing's nuts the way that it is. I don't think I'm going to be doing anything from there. I need to be there. Why am I not doing anything there? Do you hear all the names that he said? Hey, hell yeah, I want to play with Bill Walton. Let's do it. <laughs> You're going to be standing out there? Like Bill Walton is still one of the greatest conversations on this show of all time. At the Final Four in Houston. He signed his book at the time and wrote a note to Larry Bird on the inside of the cover handed it to Tony Donahue and said, "Can you give this to Larry Bird?" And I told Tony, I said, "I'd be putting that thing on eBay, man." He actually took it to Larry Bird. Be a fun weekend. Joey Graziano, NBA Head of Event Strategy. Al Harrington, former Pacer coming up after the top of the hour, and Brett Michaels is going to be here as well. Bourbon and Beyond tickets before the end of the show. You got to listen to win. It's 9351075 5, the fan.
8: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200mg at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
3: The Ride with JMV.
2: Nachos, lemonheads, my dad's boat. You won't go down
3: my... 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
0: All right, so we were disappointed at the end of last summer when Pearl Jam had to bail and postpone because of a sickness in the band. Evidently, there has been a reschedule. Ruoff Music Center, August the 26th. So this summer, that's a part of the band's 2024 Dark Matter World Tour so, uh, Ruoff Music Center, Pearl Jam, rescheduled August the 26th. Hey, James, look up what day of the week that is. I have never seen Pearl Jam. I have to get that on the resume. You
7: said August 24th? 26th. 20, 26th is 26. a Monday.
0: Monday. Monday's going to play. That actually needs to be a Monday when I do the show live up there so I can just, like, walk in. Uh, But Pearl Jam, I'm assuming most of you, because I think everybody in central Indiana was going, at least that's what they told me. Pearl Jam and that show rescheduled August the 26th at Ruoff Music Center. Yeah, well done. Remember, the band was deeply sorry having to postpone. They apologize. They're going to be back. This be a good time. Quick break, and we will return. Al Harrington, the former Pacers, got something going on that you can be a part of this week as well. We'll talk about that for All-Star Weekend. Brett Michaels got a show coming back to Central Indiana. He will talk with us as well this hour.
8: 93.5107. 5, the fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
3: The Ride with JMV. He's my best friend. He's my pal. He's my homeboy, my rotten soldier. He's my sweet cheese, my good time boy. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan.
0: Brett Michaels, front man of poison, bottom of the hour. Tomorrow, Chris Finch is the head coach of the Western Conference All-Stars, the head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Joins us coming up in the 3 o'clock hour. Brothers downtown coming up on Thursday. Do we have uh, details on Friday downtown? Still to come. TBA on Friday, but we will be someplace. Uh, We're doing NBA Jam, by the way, on Thursday. The NBA Jam champion on Thursday will win the arcade game with us at Brothers Downtown as well. And speaking of gaming and then some, joined now by a very familiar voice, spent so much time here back in the late 90s and the 2000s with the Indiana Pacers. Keisha Walker also is with him. And of course, we're talking about Al Harrington on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline that's going to be a part of the All-Star Week and weekend round here in the Circle City and is putting on... On what is going to be a fantastic gaming event of his own. And uh, Al and Keisha join us together right now. How are you guys?
9: Great. How are you doing today? Fantastic. Super cute. <laughs>
0: yeah. Thank you guys for joining us. I appreciate that. I want to start with you right here, Al. How good is it going to be to be back in Indianapolis for you this weekend?
9: It's going to be good, man. I I actually come back. I come back probably twice a year because my mom and my brother and sister, my family, you know, they stayed there because, you know, I moved there so young. You know, out of high school, and they kind of established roots there. So I'm always in the city, but you know, I never get a chance to be around the arena and around the fans and stuff like that. So I'm excited about it.
0: Yeah, it, you know, you've had a, a great—I mean, you, obviously, your career, got to play coming out of high school, McDonald's All-American. They like spent some time living with Antonio Davis, which is a fantastic story. When you first got <laughs> here, and uh, it, it's almost like you've experienced it all to this point. It is a life to this point that has been in. En- enriched and fulfilled (laughs) with living, has it not, Al?
9: No, for sure, man. I'm I'm extremely blessed. And, you know, uh, me getting drafted by the Pacers and moving to Indiana when – you know, Circle Center wasn't really there. It was like, and see so much growth in that city, you know, it's been amazing to watch as well. So, yeah, I definitely have seen it all. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a great that, you know, the fans of Indianapolis get a chance to get the All-Star, you know, to be able to have the, the, the brightest light shined on the city. And I know the city's going to show up and show out. So I'm excited to be a part of it, and I'm sure the city is as well.
0: He is uh, Al Harrington, the former Pacer, with us. Uh, Keisha Walker is also with him. Keisha, I want to talk about too, and I'll get back to Al on this, the Celebrity game the BCGA Celebrity game that's going on on the 17th. Uh, I want to make sure I have this right. It's at 16-bit bar and arcade here downtown. It, it sounds like a hell of a lot of fun to me, Keisha.
10: Oh, absolutely. We're excited about it. It's a fundraising event for our nonprofit foundation. People can come out, play some of their favorite arcade video games, get a chance to meet Al Harrington if they haven't had the pleasure of doing so. Um, In the past, during his amazing NBA career, uh, we're inviting out a lot of our friends and what we call some of the local celebrities to participate as well. My brother lives there in Indianapolis, too, so I'm excited to be uh, coming in town and to be able to hang out in, in such a wonderful city, and to get a chance to do an amazing event to give back uh, during one of the best weekends of the year.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, Keisha Walker again with Al Harrington. Keisha, i got another one for you here. Now, when when you guys go to 16, or 16-Bit to Bar, what, what does this entail in, in participation for those that can show up?
10: So they've got a couple of options. We've got tickets on sale at Eventbrite um, under the game a and then they can, uh, they can purchase tickets. They need to get a general mission ticket. And um, Just come in and have a great time. Uh, we have VIP tickets that will include an open bar, and if we want them to drink responsibly, they can come and drink and have a great time. Yep. Event doors open at 4.30. We'll be there until um, 8 o'clock on uh, Saturday night, so we'll give people enough time that they want to go. If they've got tickets and access to the All-Star Saturday night, they'll be able to leave and go right over uh, to the arena for that. Uh, so we intentionally put it uh, before that event and then right after the HBCU Classic basketball game it's going to be taking place
0: as well on that day. Oh, that's awesome. Eventbrite.com, it, you search Black Collegiate Gaming Association, and you will find that right there. And what is going to be awesome on a Saturday, that's Keisha Walker along with former Pacer Al Harrington, both with us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Um, how much hoop do you find yourself still watching today, Al? Are you going to sit down and watch games every night, maybe every other night, still all the time? How much do you find yourself getting back to the game and just watching it?
9: I mean, I watch it all the time, man. You know, I, I've never lost my passion for the game of basketball, so I watch all the time. Um, I don't watch as much NBA as I used to. Like, I literally watch it every single night. But um, recently I just uh, joined Jermaine O'Neal's, uh high school staff for Dynamic Prep uh, out here in Dallas, Texas. Or whatever. So you know, now working with the kids, practicing every day. You know, we got games. We always traveling um, for games and stuff like that. So I'm definitely around the game every day, for sure.
0: That's awesome right there. Hey, by the way, yeah. I, I got a friend of both of ours in here. Our good friend, Amp Harris, is in here right now. I know you remember yeah, Amp yeah, Harris. Get hey, here, hey jump, me hit, me hit me those up, headphones man. right here. Al, Al Harrington, Amp. <laughs> you, like Amp's acting like he's never seen a microphone before right now, Al. Yeah, I know.
9: <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know, he's going to call me baby Big kid, what up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> oh, big kid, big kid, yeah. <laughs> what and, up, and, what a, and what a
10: small world, too, because I've also had a chance of, uh, to work with Amp. Um, we've had events with Alan. Iverson,
0: Dwayne Wade, Magic Johnson over, the years. Yes, <laughs> hey, Keisha, over here. Keisha, yes, sir. Hey, Keisha. Everybody knows this guy in here. You know it. Hey, he's the most known everybody. dude in Indianapolis. Always I, has been. Yes, sir. I'm looking yes, at sir. Keisha.
4: She just sent me this email with this handsome guy in his purple suit on. And I'm like, that looks like somebody I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> outstanding
0: right there. So, yeah. It's uh, Al Harrington, Keisha Walker on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline, and Paris in studio with me here on the ride with JMV. Uh, you, you mentioned that maybe not so much NBA. Is it is it college? What, what do you find yourself kind of gravitating to basketball wise, Al, more than anything when you're watching right now?
9: For sure, it's NBA, right? I mean, it's everywhere. It's on the highlights on Instagram. But definitely, I'm watching more of these kids, high school kids. You know what I'm saying? Just watching these youngsters coming up and just so I know who they are. And, you know, especially now that we can compete against them, even in the summertime with the EYBL tournaments and stuff like that. So, definitely watching a lot more amateur hoops.
0: Things worked out great for you, Al. No doubt about that. Was there ever a a thought where – I don't want to say regret, that's too strong of a word. Was there ever a part of you that said, yeah, you know what, it'd been kind of cool to see what college hoop would have felt like at all? Did you ever think about that on any level?
9: I mean, I think about it now more than anything, just because, like, you know, when the NCAA stuff come on, I have nobody to really root for. I sometimes think about, you know, I made it miss my opportunity to, you know, been the roommate with the guy that invented Uber. You know what I'm saying, but, but other than that, man, you know I, I don't I don't regret anything, man. My past is my past.
0: Yeah, it it has it, been it's been great for you. There's no doubt about that. But you just seem like a basketball fan at at every single level. And I'm I'm curious when you were a McDonald's All American coming out of New Jersey, how have you think since you're paying attention to to basketball high school wise? How have things changed since that point to what you see and watch so much of today with those high school athletes?
9: Oh, man, I mean, I just feel like they're way more athletic. They're way more skilled. Um, you know, they the only thing that they lack is, like, they don't they don't know the game of basketball like they should or whatever. But when they talk about, like, from the skill level and the athletic ability, I mean, it's, it's totally different. It's like apples to oranges. These kids are really, really talented, this younger generation, for sure.
0: So Al Harrington, Keisha Walker, with us. Amp is still in here too. Go ahead and lob a question. Hey, big
4: kid, tell me about this event you got coming up, man. You and Keisha. That's what I want to know. I see this Celebrity Gameathon All Star 2024. Talk to me about that, man. Do I need to get my Pac Man uh, game together? <laughs>
9: Yeah, man, listen, man, we're bringing out the, all the old school games, man, and I want you to come out and the people to come out, come, you know, enjoy it. You know, obviously, we're raising money for charity, so bring your checkbook to it. You know what I'm saying? All these years you've been out there, I know you can write a nice little check for us. <laughs> but no, but bro, come out and ask for it, man. As long you telling people we're going to be there, we go, it's going to be a success, so. We just need you to support, man. Thank
4: you. But I could tell you about my checkbook. It's going to do exactly what you did making a living bounce. (laughs) (laughs) So you might not want me to bring my checkbook, bro. You might just want me to be the voice to help get people there. So,
10: listen, so y'all got this event. Yeah, just bring that titanium credit card. Cause you're right, you probably don't have oh, a titanium
4: see, I, credit card. Man, they hitting below the belt, JMV. They talking about <laughs> titanium credit cards and all of that. Uh, so let me let me make sure. So I'm really looking at this and uh, the Celebrity Gameathon All Star 2004 Saturday, February, I mean February 17th, 4:30 to 7:30 p.m. And Keisha, tell me where this place is so people in Indianapolis may not have heard of it.
10: Oh my gosh! 16-bit arcade. It's right downtown Indianapolis. It is an awesome space. It's two levels, two uh, two full bars, lots of arcade games. Some of the most nostalgic and popular arcade games that you that you played. If anybody knew arcade games growing up, um, they've got any and all the best games to play. It's a great venue, um, and I promise you, if you come out this Saturday between 4:30 and 7:30 you will be back again. I love the fact that we're doing something right there in downtown Indianapolis so it's convenient to all the other amazing activities going around during All-Star.
0: That is uh, Keisha Walker and Al Harrington with us. The voice you hear with me in studio is Ann Paris on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. I'll get back to the event in a second, but I did want to talk with you, Al, about the Big Three. I think the last time I saw you play, you were a part of Ice Cube's Big Three. Did you enjoy that when you were playing it? (laughs)
9: Yeah, it was fun, man. It was fun to, you know, get back out there and compete, obviously, and, you know, play against, you know, some of the guys that I competed with. And, you know, I looked at it as the opportunity. Sometimes I didn't get a chance to go one-on-one with Amari side of mine as much as I would like. But in that environment, I was able to do it. So it was a lot of fun, man. I did it for the first two years, and then I decided to stop because I didn't want to get hurt long term. <laughs> But uh, it, it was definitely a great experience.
0: Yeah, you just get you know, like Ice Cube. If it's his league and he's the endorser of it, it kind of seems like automatically go. That's going to be fun as hell. I got to do that. Do we lose them? Are they still there? It sounds like that they're going right here. Hey, and Paris is in studio right now. We got uh, quality filler time until we get them back <laughs> on here.
4: You yeah, doing all right? Life is good, man. I'm here uh, promoting. I'm doing a thing with, you know, I'm doing some stuff with the yeah. Pacers uh, and, and giving away tickets to all-star events for this week, man, and uh, uh, tied into the Pacers and the Pacers Sports and Entertainment. So uh, we got Al Bat. No, Al. He's still yip-yapping yeah. right there. So, so what I'm good. doing, man, is uh, my foundation is uh, doing a thing where I have tickets. Uh, shout out to my people over there, Rick Fusion, uh, oh, yeah. Mel Reigns, and Todd Taylor. Uh, with the Pacer Sports and Entertainment. Uh, they connected with my foundation, the Am Paris Foundation. That's great. And what we're doing is
0: – I tell you what, hold that, Fox. I think we do have Alan Keisha back because you, you're not going anywhere. Put that microphone back in front of your grill right there. <laughs> Come on. Uh, it's Al and Keisha Walker rejoining us right now, too. Hey, Keisha, jump on here really quick. Make sure everybody knows once again it's coming up on Saturday. Uh, it's downtown. It's arcade gaming and for a fantastic cause.
10: Yep, it's um, Saturday, 4:30 to 7:30 p.m. at 16 Bit Arcade, right in downtown Indianapolis. And they can go on Eventbrite to make donations, purchase tickets, and and they love to buy. We've got reserved tables available, but they can go to Gameathon at Eventbrite.com and get their tickets.
9: That's awesome.
0: That really is. And and now how often did you say you made it back to town with your still having family Uh, here?
9: Yeah, my mom and everybody did, so I come at least uh at least twice a year. So what? I'm in I'm in town, you know,
0: enough. Yeah, that's that's outstanding. Now you gonna take in any of the events while you're in town this weekend besides the one that you're hosting?
9: Yeah, I plan on going to All Star Saturday night. Um I may go to the game, me and Jermaine are trying to get tickets, four tickets now. So if you got a plug, hook us up. Yes, oh, Amp. Did you hear
0: those. that? They need tickets. Hey, 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 listen, Amp's got nineteen phones working yeah. here, like he's Adam Schefter yeah, right now, Al. So <laughs> you got nineteen phones yeah, in his hand. Yeah,
10: Amp Keisha needs a <laughs> ticket too. If anybody can get us in, Mister Indianapolis Alan Jermaine won in
0: right now. You got to get him in.
4: Alan Jermaine
10: will in
0: what? Uh, the All Star Game.
10: What? I,
9: come yeah, on, yeah. we need floor seats, bro. They, they
3: tell
9: us, and then also, last thing I want to add to y'all for real Saturday is also my birthday. I'm turning 44 years old. Yeah, I knew so I was just going to Ask you about that. Too. I was about yeah. to, my Aquarius <laughs> brother,
10: yes, birthday vibes.
9: Let me tell
0: you this. When Al Harrington turns 44, the whole world is too damn old then, man. You got to be
4: kidding me. 44? Hey, at that point I got to stop calling him big kid, man. I got to change it up, I used now. to call him big kid JMV cuz when he when he first got drafted, he was our little young kid and we have to we couldn't take him to the clubs he's or nothing. Big adult now. <laughs> yeah, he's big and grown.
0: <laughs> <laughs> big and grown adult right there. Well, happy birthday, and I'm gonna tell you, I I am putting this to Ann Paris who gets everything done. <laughs> to make sure that you and Jermaine are not disappointed in going to the All-Star game, Al. Okay?
9: I appreciate it. Thank you. And,
0: uh, and don't, I, forget Keisha, don't
10: forget Keisha <laughs> over here, too. I'll be, uh, the, I'll be the birthday sidekick. <laughs> hey,
0: you guys, it's fantastic to talk with you. Al, welcome back to town. Keisha, if you ever need anything from us, just don't hesitate to, to drop us a line. It's always great to talk with you guys and can't wait to be a part of that fun event on Saturday. You guys have a great time here.
10: I okay, think if thank you join us, we look forward to it. And thanks again for today. You got it. Thank you,
0: guys. All right, family. It's uh, Al Harrington and Keisha Walker on the Andy Moore Automotive Group pipeline. And that's Amp Harrison here. Yeah. Did you bring me. Common? I was looking in the hallway. All I saw was Dion. Dion. <laughs> I didn't see Common or anybody out there. Where are they? (laughs)
4: We're going to get Common on the phone with you, man. He's got a book to promote. And, you know, we got a big event, me, Common, and George Hill. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that, too. We got time to talk that up. Yeah, so we're doing an event. Uh, Myself, George Hill, uh, Indianapolis kid, and Common, we're doing an an amazing event over at Newfields uh, Museum uh, on Saturday, uh, February the 17th. And it's going to be amazing. we got four floors. Uh, you One price gets you free food and free drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got, I mean, a plethora of celebrities, NBA guys, uh, actors, and musician people coming in. So if you're 21 and over, you want something upscale, something classy, uh, go to discovernewfields.org, discovernewfields.org, and uh, you can see it's called an all-starry night. And uh, we're we're exhibiting Van Gogh artwork. We got a ice sculpture J and V. It's gonna be amazing. I mean, you know bro. me and Art are like this. Free well, food art. and drinks. I know the free food and drinks. That i like is. you and Hell y'all yeah, like that. that is
0: man. <laughs> uh, art, art may be secondary, but food and drinks right at the top of the list, right there. It is.
4: <laughs> so we're going to be doing that. So we, you know, if you want to look for a nice event, All Star Weekend, come to New Fields on Saturday night. Common to be in the building, George Hill, myself, and a bunch of other people. But most importantly, man, I really wanted to stop in because I'm doing a wonderful mm-hmm. thing with the Pacers in uh, the uh, Pacers Sports and Entertainment and the NBA. They've given me tickets uh, because you know everybody can't make it to sure. the All Star Game. Here you you know you just got done interviewing an NBA player, yeah. who doesn't have tickets. Oh, two, he and Jermaine here O'Neal and Jermaine don't have, O'Neal them. Don't have yeah. tickets, and so I'm fortunate enough to have relationships, man, where I talk to Rick Fusion and Mel Reigns Rain- and, and Todd Taylor, and their staff is doing an amazing job to get the NBA All Star Game here. So I said to them, we need to do something for some families that don't have an opportunity to go Uh to any of the All-Star events. So what they said was, what would you like to do? I said, I would like to get tickets. They don't have to buy them. They don't have to give me their Social Security number. I just create a way to bless somebody to be able to go to the game. So I have free tickets to the Celebrity Game, Rising Stars, uh, to the All-Stars practice to the HBCU basketball game and also to the uh, all-star Saturday. And all I'm doing is if, if I'm giving them to charity organizations. So if you know someone a church group uh, youth groups, uh, it could be a single parent raising their kids. It could be someone elderly, just those that are less fortunate. um, I wanted to come to the table to give them a chance to, to to participate in some all-star activity. So all they have to do is go to my social media platforms, which is amp a m p Harris h a r r i s. So that's Facebook, Instagram, X, uh, and nominate that organization, that family, and just give me a brief sentence, JMB, of why this family should be chosen. And I don't know what event you'll get tickets to. We're gonna we're gonna do that on Thursday, but I'm just going to pick uh, different organizations or family based off of that
0: that's awesome man you're always doing great stuff around here you're legendary I said, the legend you are, makes me old, JB. Well, I, I wasn't going to mention when Al was on the air, because he turning 44, you celebrated a birthday last I week. I did,
4: man. I celebrated. I'm 57, believe man, it or not. Man, now. no way you're 57. <laughs> <laughs> I live a stress-free life, man. <laughs> you do. I know you do. But uh, so I'm jealous. I'm glad, man, that you know I'm able to be able to have friends like yourself to give me privilege to be able to come out and give a word like this. Because no, I love it. You know, nowadays people are going through a lot and you you sit back and you watch all star activities on television. You watched it on, you know, from other cities. And now that we have it in our city, you know, it, it says a lot about the Pacers and them being intentional to give back to the community. Yeah. Here's what's amazing. And Amp Harrison studio with us is.
0: There'd be nobody else in this town that could walk in here just out of the blue randomly and get on the air with two people that knew exactly who you were <laughs> that I was interviewing
4: at the time, which is just awesome, man. You are unique. I, You're one of one. I'm one of one. I'll take that. I'll You're take one that. of one. I, I try, man. And and again, I, I think for us, man, you know, I know your spirit. I know your character. That that says a lot when you can walk into your oh, studio so. and, you know, you just tell me to get on a microphone and you yep. know that's called trust. So I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful, again, to the Pacers, the NBA for allowing me to be the voice, to be able to touch those that are voiceless.
0: You're a class of 1985, huh? Six.
4: 86. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're a you graduate. I went to you... Decatur Central. I did not know you went to DC. Are you kidding me? I went to Decatur Central. They burned a cross in my yard at Decatur Central.
0: Well, (laughs) (laughs) hey now, real (laughs) life. I didn't know that. Yes, but I did know that that was one year after the last time the All Star Game was here in
4: 1985. Oh, is this my 85 jacket? Yeah. Oh no, you know this right there. Yeah, 1985 Pacers. uh, Mm. Last time they were here, Larry Bird. That is, uh,
0: that was, that was a. That, now it's different now. Back then, but man, the personalities that were a part of that, amazing, it was different. So.
4: And, as young as I was back then, I had the privilege. I was a part of the All Star yep. Game back then. You know, I've been doing parties and promoting and DJing forever, seemed like. And uh, I vividly remember doing the after party, and uh, Michael Jordan and him came to my party. Uh, it was it was amazing. You? At the Indiana Roof.
0: <laughs> Hagen and I talk about you all the time and go, man, what, what, what's he doing? He's doing everything, and here's us.
4: Yeah, Amp <laughs> Paris in there. Thank too. you. are going to get comment on the show. I'm going to get comment. Oh, I'm man, actually man. when I was walking in, Deion awesome. and I was talking, so I'm texting Thanks. them down to set up interviews and stuff. Great Absolutely. conversation. Amps, great to see you, man. A if you want to come back on anytime this week, you let me know. I'll be right here. Yes, indeed. Thank you, brother. Amp
0: Paris, the legend, right there in studio with us. Brett Michaels, front man Poison's got an event coming up too. We'll talk about that. And then some, your chance to win bourbon and beyond tickets before the end of the show to really good five o'clock hour on 93.5
8: and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you
3: the ride with jmv fat drunk and stupid is no way to go through life son 93.5 and 107.5 the fan
0: chris Vance, the head coach of the western conference all-stars going to join us tomorrow the head coach of the minnesota timberwolves as well it's covered on that bourbon and beyond tickets coming up also something big coming up this summer So we're talking about a big weekend here and somebody that loves sports and more, the front man of poison on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. It is Brett Michaels with us. Hey, Brett, welcome back to Indy. Thanks for the time. How are you? I am awesome, my friend. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. man. I'm just excited because we talked last year and, uh, you know, obviously the party draw thing went over so well. We're just going to go ahead and make it even better. This is an incredible lineup you put together.
6: Hey, thank you so much. I, again, last year, I knew when I was uh, saying, this is kind of what I want to do. I want to bring some friends on the road. I want to make it a celebration with Party gras, the fans, the bands, the music. I'm a fan of music, so I'm like... I want to bring out people I like and I like their music this year to be able to go out on the road. Every single one of the, the, the of the musicians joining me is a friend. So you got Dee Snyder, Twisted Sister. Think about this. Playing, he comes up and joins my band. We do three of his biggest hits. Um, and he's born on the same day of me, the Ides of March, March 15th. So we've been friends a long time. You've got Lou Graham, who's one of my great friends now, the original voice of Foreigner. playing three of his biggest hits with me. Like I said, no, no, I'm up there. I'm going to play guitar. I've become your rhythm guitarist. I said, I'm I'm dropping back, and I need to hear you sing Hot-Blooded, Double Vision, Cold as Ice, and just party with him on that stage. And then we got Chris Jansen, truly one of my great friends, but number one country song right now with All I Need Is You and Buy Me a Boat, we did CMT Crossroads together. Um, and he's just, he's a rocking country guy that brings an incredible, he's like a, a combination of like Mick Jagger and country, you know, that, that energy level is, is incredible. And then one of the greatest ever, Don Felder of the Eagles playing all the Eagles hits. Um, and then at the end of the night, we're all going to get on stage and just do some songs together and just make this an absolute party.
0: That's Brett Michaels, who was with us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline. 2024 Party Graw it is going to happen at Ruoff Music Center. Got to get your tickets for that show Friday, July the 12th. You mentioned Crossover with Chris Jansen, and I know that you recognize this because you're not only a great performer, but you're a historian of music. There was such a significant country-to-pop, to rock crossover in the late 70s early 80s and it seems like that that has been rejuvenated and taken to an even higher level across the board with rock musicians and country musicians coming together and making music that is just universally embraced kind of amazing how that's happened
7: I agree
6: a thousand percent. And and you know what's amazing about it? What I find when I'm traveling, like if you, if you know, I'm going from the beginning of Poison till now, the beginning of the Brett Michaels band till now, right? right. I've always like in, in the mixtapes when people are coming in, you know, I've played everything from rock, pop, country, like and what you find with people, they just want to have a great time. A good song goes back to just being a good song. And everyone singing. And along, and I'm like, why not make a festival that mixes all of that? In other words, you 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 have this festival that kind of mixes nothing. Like I said, it's called all killer hits, no filler, and and just bring out. All of these big hit songs and the fans just singing along and like last year, you know, I'd be three songs into poison and I say, I want to do one of my favorite songs from Journey and Steve Augeri comes out and starts singing Don't Stop Believin. The fans went nuts. Then all of a sudden here comes Mark McGrath singing Fly and you know, it's just it was just an awesome experience for not just not just the fans I want to say this but for me as a as a fan of
3: music he's up uh,
0: Brett Michaels with us I'm interested with your connection with Lou Graham how long has that been I mean obviously we all grew up loving the music of foreigner and loving the voice of Lou Graham but how long have you guys been together and and how long has it uh, been since you guys have performed like you're going to perform this summer so
6: here's Thing. And I wanted to make sure people understood that the with this lineup, there's we're doing a bunch of Party Girl festivals. There's the Party Girl Soul Fire. There's the Party Girl, it's called Mountain Rockmore, uh, which is great. But this is the Party Girl Mardi Gras that we're bringing that we brought last year. And Lou and I have known each other a really long time. We've done many different kind of shows together. Um, we just did the stadium. Uh, we were in Green Bay. We did the stadium there together. I brought him out with. With me uh we just did rock island in key west he was i mean i walked on the stage and i got everyone going lou 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 it was like we were at a big football <laughs> game it was a big chant going on and and i said no no you're not leaving yet i need to hear this song and uh boom all of a sudden we dropped into hot blooded and it was just a what a great time and that's Knowing him, but I told him, I said, I need to say this sincerely to you. You were an inspiration in my life. Your voice, your songs, your style. And I said, it's it's what an honor to have you out here, all of us together as friends.
0: Again, it's Brett Michaels putting on Party Gras 2.0 224 with a variety of folks Uh, coming to the Ruoff Music Center, July the 12th. Tickets getting on sale. you got to get your tickets for the summer. It is going to be awesome. You know, the other thing about Lou Graham is I, I think people sometimes forget. I know you haven't. I know I haven't. He's got some great solo songs, too, like just between you and me is such a great 80s song i just can't get enough of that
6: yeah well and and let me say this when he performs i'm hoping that we can change up because we have six versions of this lineup this right. is the lineup with Dee Snyder and lou graham and chris jansen don felder myself but there's always surprise guests that always come out sing with us it's it, it from every style you know what I mean? We have yep. Josie from Saliva. Then you have all of a sudden, boom! Over here, you've got another country artist, a pop artist. Uh, you know, and and so going back to what we were talking about, his solo songs are incredible and we're hoping to do that but right now uh for the kickoff i'm hoping to do hot-blooded and double vision cold as ice and you're going to see you're going to see me uh, as a fan not only running out on that stage rocking with the fans but also watch you know like last year just watching coming out and watching the other the other singers perform with my solo band and then joining them just it's that's what he said. This is no ego. Is just a good night
0: of fun. So, Brett Michaels with us. The one thing as a fan of yours that I have noticed in talking with you last year and just seeing you, I don't know if you would call it evolution or what or just, you know, growing older, but your appreciation of just mu- music across the board in general is inspiring to me. And you can tell how much in talking to you now or last year, how much you embrace so many different aspects of music.
6: Well, first of all, thank you for again recognizing that, and that that again goes, you know, to my my childhood, um, and I'm saying this growing up, I just music. I've said this over and over, music is a universal language. It is it is the soundtrack to my life. It's, it, it's helped me through some tough times. It's helped me in great times. Um, and again, I tell people it's a universal language. It's meant to excite us, unite us, and absolutely not divide us. And if you think about this, I'm going to uh, get real serious for a minute. You got, just like a sporting event, I'm a huge, avid sports fanatic, but you go to a, a concert or a huge football game you any i'm basketball you know you name it right any anything that's happening you're bringing so many different people together and you think about the party grawl so many different people out there coming together to sing to light it up um again and as a son of a veteran uh You know, I just take a moment to thank our veterans, our men and women uh, for the freedoms we get in this country. And people just come together. If you if you bring them together, it's a it's a a solution. I call it the solution revolution. Right. You just people want to embrace each other. They they want to have a great time. And and it's sports and, and music that really does that.
0: It's just cool because I don't know if you would define, you know, chapters in your life, but if you did, it just seems like this chapter of Brett Michaels is one where you sit back, perform and just enjoy music. And there is something incredibly cool about watching you perform and be able to do that with everything you have done and accomplished in your career.
6: Well, again, I can't thank you enough. And if fans get a chance to watch Chris Jansen and myself do CMT Crossroads, we do dueling harmonica solos. People are like, what? I go, oh, Chris, please. I can we we challenged each other in a great way. It was like a sporting event. I go, oh hell no, I got that. He played this amazing riff. I go, no 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 no, I'm going to take that up a notch. And then he and and so think about this this week. You know, I I got to write and produce and perform a, a song with Stevie Nicks called "Loves a Hard Game to Play" right. uh, for her Greatest Hits record. Then what brought, stevie brought miley cyrus and me together to do my song nothing to lose then miley singing and and think about the generations there right and again i i say this with a with a lighthearted but serious tone music brought us together it put us all in the same room and and I feel grateful. It's the best way I can put it. I wish it was another word, but I feel I'm I feel grateful and thankful. I, I get to do what I love. I get to play music and meet a lot of awesome people.
0: Uh, Brett Michaels with us. He mentions he and Chris Jansen Crossroads on CMT uh, all this week. I mean, I mean, really all week long, you can find it at various times on CMT, and it is awesome. He's going to talk about uh, uh, buying a boat and uh, having a truck to pull it, and uh, yet he one ten with a silver bullet. Ice down with a silver bullet. I mean, no, that's, That oh, is that is one of the... I'm telling you, that, that is one of the summer songs right there of all time.
6: <laughs> when you see me and him doing it, watch how much I can't stop smiling. I go, I go, Chris, we're singing that... I go, oh, hell no, you're not getting to sing that chorus by yourself. Ah. I, I, I jump right up there, and then he goes, all right, then I'm doing nothing but a good time. And it, it is just... It's a good time, and I'm telling you, fix a drink, think about this. And his new number one song, All I Need Is You, it's the number one song in country. That's, that's, uh, that's tough to do. That's yeah. a, uh, there's a lot of great music, and especially in the country world, those songwriters are unbelievable. And, and to have a number one song, and he's a good dude. I, I, as a human being, him and his family uh, and my family, they're, they're just, it comes together and just good people.
0: Brett, we've got some stuff going on here in Indy with the NBA All-Star Weekend. I know you're a huge sports fan, and uh, you talk about music and different genres and a celebration of sports with the NBA All-Star Game, and that weekend, which is coming up around here, is going to be incredible.
6: Absolutely and here Are you ready for this as a huge sport First of all congratulations And it's just been a little while What what was it 85-ish Yes Since,
0: I mean, yeah. good. well I'm done a 1995 yeah uh,
6: Don't you think I don't know I, I, I'm I, telling you I love my sports I look stuff up I need <laughs> I'm a real time information guy So I'm going to give you a great one So okay. my buddy one of my good friends Is Jay Glazer right from right. Fox Sports you yep. know And Jay and me have been buddies, and we have a great time together. Uh, My oldest daughter is a sports broadcaster, went to Belmont, and graduated and now is on ESPN+. Um, And that's my oldest daughter, right? Right. But you think about this. I got to meet a a gentleman uh, from Rolling Loud named Adam Ho, right? And so here he's bringing these big amazing hip-hop festivals, EDM, and 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 then all of a sudden they get to meet Mike Tomlin's son, Mason, and he's going to open up one of my shows. And again, I said, w- these fans in Pittsburgh are going to love you. You come on stage, you're going to open up with this beginning to my show, this like just powerful beginning that he wrote. Uh, it lasts about a minute or two, and then boom, we're on stage. And that to me is what life is about again I'll leave you with one thing I, and I always say this I, I never fear failure I fear not trying that's my biggest fear like in other words of course you're gonna hit and miss at things but w- what I would fear more than any of that is just not going out and 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 trying to knock it out of the park and, and trying, I just, I would fear not trying.
0: Yeah, I, I, I do too. I, I would agree with you on that. And I, I fear missing out on a good time. I always have. Yeah. And, and, it, and as I get older, that's even more magnified in my life. I want to try to be as hassle-free as possible, which is impossible, but I want to enjoy every aspect as we mature and get older right here. It's just more important than it ever was.
6: Hell, absolutely, and 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 like I said, it's and, and I'm going to go from the at the age of six when I was diagnosed being a type one diabetic to this day, you know, doing the five and six, five and six injections a day. It's just the way I chose. I know the, the technology is incredible, um, you know, and I've got the constant glucose monitor, but I said then, early in my life, I had to grow up really quickly, and I said I'm going to find a way to enjoy it, and even if I become a weekend warrior, I love sports. I I still race my dirt bikes with my kids. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to put anyone out of business in Supercross, (laughs) but I sure enjoy going out and riding.
0: (laughs) So, Brett Michaels, and again, it is 2024, Party Gras 2.0. Chris Jansen, as we mentioned, uh, and Crossroads on CMT. But getting back to the Ruoff Music Center. Tickets available for the Friday, July the 12th show up in Noblesville. It is going to be a spectacular time. It's Brett and all of his musical friends. You will not want to miss it, so get your tickets to get today. Check him out on CMT with Chris Jansen with Crossroads on CMT Music as well. He's an inspiration, and uh, I'm proud to have him as a friend of this show. Brett Michaels on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Brett, it is always a pleasure. If you get to Indy early and you want to do some radio let me know because you're an absolute joy to talk to each and every time you appear on the show thank you
6: Hey, thank you, and can't thank you enough. And your, your listeners and family, uh, we'll see you at the show. And I consider it done, because we could go in there and talk. Yes. I, I think we could go all day with all kind of good stuff. Well,
0: I'll ask like 10-second questions, and I want you to talk for like 20 minutes. Seriously. <laughs> I just want to soak it all up, because you're unique. And the way that you share all aspects of it, too, um, it's, just, it's an absolute joy to talk to you, Brett. I appreciate you more than you know.
6: Well, I thank you very much, and right back at you, and have an awesome day, my friend.
0: You too. That's Brett Michaels right there on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline, the Ruoff Music Center, Friday, July the 12th. This is going to be, as I've mentioned a little bit earlier, an absolute blast. So it's going to be Brett in the party gras, right? And he's going to be up there doing hits with Chris Jensen of country, Don Felder, who was obviously with the Eagles once upon a time. The incredible D Snider of Twisted Sister. And Lou Graham of Foreigner, which absolutely knocks my musical socks off right there. I love it. This is going to be a time. Get your tickets. They're available. And uh, Friday, July the 12th is the time. Ruoff Music Center. Brett Michaels and the 2024 Party Gras. Again, he comes on every year and always is an absolute blast. Quick break. We'll come back. Do not go anywhere. It is a busy week around here. We'll reset it for you coming up on 93.5 and 107. Find the fan.
8: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
3: The Ride with JMV. And
8: the beat goes on, yeah.
3: And the beat goes on. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. All right, this is Beck. Bourbon and Beyond September Down in Louisville.
0: Dave Matthews Band, Beck, and others will headline number nine at 239-1070 right now. You can go see that. Those are valuable tickets. Bourbon and Beyond, and I'm sure my Heaven Hill folks. By the way, shout out to Brent Halverson, who is either about ready to celebrate or has celebrated his 50th birthday. And obviously, we're back with Brent at the end of this month again for a Tavern Tour stop. But Brent, turning 50, we will celebrate that together for our next Tavern Tour stop. And a shout-out to, to Brett Michaels. In case you did not know, one of the better interviews around, musically speaking, is Brett Michaels of Poison and Party Gras 2.0. Coming to the Ruoff Music Center, Brett Michaels, podcast 107FyTheFan.com. And Paris still in studio with us, hanging out right here. Again, you've got a busy week coming up, a busy weekend, starting with for NBA All-Star Weekend.
4: Yeah, man, we got a lot going on, JMV, starting with me giving away tickets to uh, some uh, needy community centers, people in the church. Uh, We're going to be, again, giving away free tickets to a lot of the events around all Star Weekend Slam Dunk Competition HBCU Game Practice for the All Stars um, Saturday Night Events over at Gamebridge. We're gonna be uh, so. What I need people to do is simple, man. If if you know somebody that's deserving, it could be a community center, church center, youth group, um, single parent. Go to my social media amp Harris, whether that's uh, X, Twitter, uh, Instagram, or Facebook. And just tap in with me and tell me why this group should be nominated. And on Thursday, we're going to reach back out to the winners. Um, and let them know. So I've got probably a total of like 100 and some tickets nice. to give away, man. That's great. So that, courtesy of my people at the Pacers and the NBA and Pacers Fus- sports and Rick Entertainment. Rick Fusion is a great guy. Love Rick Fusion. He's retiring in June. So uh, we, he's going out with a bang, the 73rd this, annual NBA All Star. I'm trying game. to get
0: him to get me on the floor, the LED floor at Lucas Oil Stadium to shoot.
4: See, I'm, I'm trying. I'm going to go over there, JMV, and I'm going to shoot a video and let you know. I'm coming. I'm going to go shoot. Right. I want to well, see Well, you got
0: to get me. Let's go shoot together, and
4: we'll see who's the better shooter. We can probably do that. I'm going to shoot with my left hand. I'm going <laughs> to get you to Southport Fieldhouse sometime, too. We All can right. do that. And then I got to let people know on Saturday night, myself, George Hill, and uh, the multi-talented star Common, we're doing an all-star party over at Newfields. Uh, if you want more information on that, go to discovernewfields.org. And it's an amazing party. Four floors. We got NBA stars, my man Reggie Wayne and some other NFL guys are going to stop through. Uh, We got actors and music people. Got to get them on the show. You're going to get comment on here, right? I'm going to get comment on the phone. I, yep. I mean, I literally just emailed them while we were talking. <laughs> I appreciate you. Come so, back in whenever you want. You know that, yes, okay? Yes, indeed. I appreciate you, J.M.V. Sam Paris
0: right there, the legend here. Brett Michaels, thank you. Al Harrington, thank you. Brad Spielberger and Greg Rakestraw. Western Conference All-Star Coach Chris Finch leads the show tomorrow. Back with you at 3. Have a great night, James. Thanks.